My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me, my co-host Alex, and special guest Sperm Phoenix discuss Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the hard-working electric eels of New York City, and whether or not this is the worst movie we've ever seen. Get ready for the greatest battle to begin, because it's time for Spidey Signals. Welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider-Man movies. I'm Lex. I'm Alex. Last week, we talked about the amazing Spider-Man the first. Uh, I think we can both agree that that was a not good movie. I almost said the one and only, and I really, really wish it was. <laughs> I really wish it was. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to get all the pretenses out of the way. We have a special guest on this week, our first guest. We're really backloading all of our guests in this uh, first season. We didn't have any in the first half, and now we're going to have like three in this back half. Uh, get what? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's, what the hell? Uh, Nobody told me about this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have we're gonna have two more guests after that. You. I'm, I'm a guest. You're the you're the introductory guest. We have another guest on next week, in fact. Uh, Well, at least I can introduce the concept to you guys. At least. Uh, Yeah, he's a video editor man, producer guy. What would you call yourself, Matt? You know, my mind flashed to content creator, but then I thought that sounds so clinical. Influencer. I was going to say, do you want to use the 2020 word? The content creator? Uh, I'm just regular person on the internet to make a funny thing every once in a while but yeah he's uh my friend matt sperm phoenix i am matt aka phoenix aka refer to me as such yeah aka that's great i like that uh but yeah this week we watched uh the amazing spider-man 2 uh so i had to call in backup because i'm not emotionally prepared for this at all uh so i slightly more emotionally prepared <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh one and only live action spider-man movie i have never seen uh so we, we felt it appropriate to rather than just have an episode of lex going wow i remember how bad this movie is and me just going wow this movie's so bad and new to me we we thought we'd freshen things up with the third voice <laughs> let's get let's get let's get a third person in here let's i guess let's just start <laughs> this movie was released on May 2nd, 2014, uh, it is once again directed by Mark Webb, written by Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, and Jeff Pinkner. Uh, Kurtzman and Orsi, you might recognize those names. They wrote the first two Transformers movies uh, and the first two J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. I, I remember when I read the name Orsi in the credits, like for some reason, my brain popped up a little like angry Mike Staclasa face. And I was like, why do I know that name? <laughs> And now it, it all clicked once once I did my research after. <laughs> Jesus. It really does. There's like a period of time between like 2007 and like 2015 where those two writers in specific just like ruled cinema for a while. And it was kind of intolerable. I don't know why, because like all of these movies vary from OK to awful. But, but if, you like, if you like watch all those movies, you get like a 
a sense of like what audiences or what the studios thought audiences were going for at that time. That's why those two guys kept getting hired, just because there's a, a very noticeable sameness between the Transformers mm. franchise to Star Trek to now their introduction into Spider-Man. It, it's nothing but inspirational to me to know that you could write any crap script and then still have your name attached to it and nobody will kill you in your own home. Yeah, really? <laughs> uh, the story is by Kurtzman, Orsi, Pinkner, and James Vanderbilt returning from the last movie. Uh, Vander- yes, James Vanderbilt, the guy who wrote Zodiac for David Fincher. Wait, really? Yes. Good lord. <laughs> having those two <laughs> credits on your resume zodiac amazing spider-man 2 yeah uh our cast is andrew garfield as peter parker slash spider-man uh emma stone as gwen stacy dane dehan as harry osborne slash the green goblin uh jamie fox as max dylan slash electro sally field as aunt may and Paul Giamatti, baby, uh, Alexei Sitsetyevich, the Rhino. Mm. Uh, the music in this movie is a very complicated thing. Uh, most of the score is by Hans Zimmer, uh, but there's parts of it that are by a super group called the Magnificent Six. Uh, and this super group is composed of, you're not going to fucking believe me when I tell you the names of these people. I didn't believe it when I looked it up like the I other day when I was you. researching this. One note of music in this movie outside of the god awful itsy bitsy spider part, so so hit me. Pharrell Williams, <laughs> Mike Eisinger, Junkie XL, the guy who did the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack. Oh my god. Steve Marazzo, Andrew Kaczynski, uh, and Alex, do you remember in the Raimi movies when we made jokes about Peter listening to the Smiths? Oh my god. Johnny Marr from the Smiths is in this. <laughs> In this group, Johnny fucking Marr from the Smiths. I can't imagine sitting down at the table with Junkie XL, Pharrell, and fucking half of the Smiths that isn't Morrissey. And and I'm just glad it wasn't Morrissey. You guys like Spider? If Morrissey did the score for a Spider-Man movie, I'd be the first in line just to see how bad it is. (laughs) Just to see what the fuck it is. On the off chance, one of the songs happens to be good. This is an uh, official Fuck Morrissey podcast, by the way. Fuck, fuck you, Morrissey. Morrissey. Me and my f- boys hate Morrissey. I cannot fucking wait till Morrissey dies. I cannot wait. <laughs> Season uh, two, we hate Morrissey. <laughs> this movie had a budget of $293 million and a box office Jesus. of $709 million. So out of the movies we've covered, it is once again the lowest grossing of them all. People seemed to like that Spider-Man, but not so much, it seems. I don't know. Uh, This is where we would talk about facts or personal experiences. Uh, Well, we already talked about the facts. This is where we would talk about personal experiences. But Alex, I know this is your first time watching this movie. So you don't really have a personal experience. My my personal experience is I, I I, I completely legally streamed this movie last night on my (laughs) laptop. uh, And I watched it and then I went to bed. Lex, what are your personal experiences with The Amazing Spider-Man 2? <laughs> I first watched this movie this year. Uh, I watched it back in February, uh, and I did not like it. <laughs> I did not have fun with it. Uh, I don't know why I watched it. I knew it was going to be bad, but I, I, I guess I felt the sirens call, and I just felt 
the need to dash myself onto the rocks and watch this movie. Uh, yeah. Phoenix, do you have uh, any experiences with this movie in the past? I do. Um, I did see this in theaters when it oh came out. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. The true soldier among us. I know it. It was during a time in my life where I was working at like a really shitty retail job. So, and it was kind of like a weird schedule where I'd have to work like five hours a day, like every day. So I was like just constantly working, but then the five hour shift would like shift between like morning, night, morning, night, and I would never get a break. So I just, that was a period of my life where I was going to the movies to just get a break from all of that. I didn't care what I saw. So, I went to see Amazing Spider-Man 2 in theaters, and I will say in theaters, it's a little more tolerable just because you have the cinematic experience of like, you know, there, you're there in the theater, you have a very good surround sound system. It it doesn't suck as much as a home viewing experience. Mm. Um, It's still, the, the flaws are very apparent in the product. Without a doubt, I will go into detail when we get there. Um, when I, in watching rewatching this movie for this episode, I watched it uh, twice. I actually why be, because I I try to be an information sponge when it comes to this type of you know mm-hmm, dissection. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I didn't want to go into this half assed, and I wrote like a couple of pages of notes. That's every um, episode, buddy. <laughs> I I did I did I did bite the bullet. I did buy this movie oh, off of YouTube. I almost rented no! it, but I would not have been able to sleep for for twelve ninety nine. Just just so I could see it in HD and everything. Uh, I'm usually a physical media only guy because mm. of the like temporaneous sort of situation involving digital media. Yeah, the legality like, that comes with tomorrow. Um, this was one situation where I was just like, you know. I paid 12 bucks for this movie, but like if it disappeared from my queue tomorrow, I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, I, I think when I watched it, the when I watched it the first time, I rented it on Amazon. And then the second time I was like, fuck it. And I just torrented it. No, oh, there you go. I'm just like, I don't fucking give a shit. It's funny you mentioned the idea of, you know, the, the streaming problem versus the physical media problem. I put this on the, the living room TV yesterday and I watched it with my mother and my sister was there for about half of it. My mom was just, you know, popping in. Hey, uh, you you want to watch Spider Man together? So it was fun. I watched the worst movie ever with my mom. But uh, at the very beginning, the quality—I would say the quality was between somewhere somewhere between 400 and 720p. For some reason, it was like a DVD rip. What I was watching, or worse. And with the beginning and everything, with like the 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 you know the the flashback beginning that we'll get to. My mom yes. says, "Is this supposed to be like?" the 70s or is the quality <laughs> just bad and i was like oh no the quality is just bad it's filmed funny and uh it's maybe the 90s and she goes oh <laughs> it does feel it is... like even in hd this movie does feel like if it came out like 10 years earlier in that like 20th century fox marvel like era oh where yeah they were just yeah, yeah. devil and x2 I feel like it would have fit in pretty snugly among those. Spider-Man should have met that Daredevil. These movies cannot escape the shadow of the Raimi trilogy, and so they're stuck in that sort of weird early 2000s mindset of being hip and cool and edgy. Uh, But it just is bad. 
It's it's so not campy. It loops around to being campy again. It it yes. does feel like these these two movies, Amazing Spider-Man one and two, do feel like they were created in direct response in to spite people of. saying the Ra- Raimi films were like too campy. Yes, you, you can really tell. This I I I, so I, I firmly believe that uh, Sony as a film company have to be forced into making a good Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Like the first movie, it's like. This mo- this is the first Spider-Man movie. Don't fuck this up. Uh, and then the sequel is the first one was received really well. Don't fuck this up. And the third one they just got complacent. And then in this one yeah. they're just like ah fuck it. We got all this money. Fuck I don't care. And they fucked yeah. up again and sold it to Marvel because that's what they should have done. Hmm. Next week we talk about the business decisions that should have we been. We talk about the business decisions and we talk about uh, Civil War. We get to talk about we're, a good movie. We're going to do a whole lot of cocaine. We're going to wear suits. It's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be great. Anyway. Be- before we stray too far, um, I did want to say I-, I had a very minimal personal experience. I had something really funny occur to me while I was saying that. I wanted to, to-, to get it out before I forgot. You remember yeah. how I mentioned the first Amazing Spider-Man? I saw it in the movie theater with a girl that didn't like me back. Mm-hmm. This movie, when I was thinking about the time frame of when it came out, you said May 2014. Yes, that month I graduated high school and met my long distance girlfriend for the first time, <laughs> and we're we're now engaged and have been together seven and a half years. So, nice. and, it, and the time it took them to go from amazing one to amazing two, I I found love and changed my life. Well, uh, you know, you know what, <laughs> dudes rock. Love uh, blooms on the battlefield of Spider-Man. So I was too busy that month meeting my girlfriend to go see to Spider-Man. Go see it. I just uh, to go see the Amazing Spider-Man too. Hey, babe, you want to go on our first movie date? Yeah. What do you want to see? The Amazing Spider-Man too. She dumps your ass immediately. Uh, all right, we're we're getting a little crazy here. Uh, <laughs> Alex, do you want to take us through the plot of this movie? Before we before we discuss plot, I, I did want to preface our, our plot discussion with this really quick. Normally, uh, I do adhere. We, we don't have like a book of rules here at, at Spidey Signals per se, but yeah. I, I typically do the same thing every week. I watch the movie with a notebook in my hand. And because I've seen Raimi one, two and three and a few of the others more than enough times to know the plot, it, it's easy to write down and look up this week. However, a. I, I stayed sober watching this movie. I fought the urge to inebriate myself and go, okay, let's 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 get through this. Uh, I wanted to remember the plot to be able to discuss it. And B, I took no physical notes. I have a, a handful of bullet points I have here, as well as a, a plot synopsis, synopsis somebody else wrote of the movie. But I didn't want to plagiarize and just go, oh, yeah, I did that. I wrote that this week. So um, I, I will be using an, an, another synopsis here, but I, I have watched the movie and I do have a lot of original things to say about it on top of that. So uh, what's, That's what's your, totally acceptable. What, what's, yeah. your, what's your starting movie anecdote, Matt? Just the... In regards to the opening shot of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I mean, you go through, like, the opening, you know, studio shots, you know, Columbia Pictures and Sony and everything. Of course. And then the first shot of the movie is you're zooming out of Richard Parker's watch. So it starts off and it fades in and it's just a bunch of gears turning. And you're zooming out of that, like, to, like, the wide shot of the watch. My very first thought upon seeing it before the watch came on screen was, is this produced by Lionsgate? Oh my fucking god, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> was just, did Lionsgate uh, do 
is this? What the hell? Somehow, somehow we all collectively Such a like way to start the movie. Wait, I know. I know. I know. Disney bought it from from Sony, but where does Lionsgate factor in? When did they have a stake in this? That is. That's. I just fucked, half that's... expected there to be like a Weinstein Company logo and just me like going, "Oh no, not oh, them!" No. God damn it, Harvey. Harvey, you did it again. Yeah, I did. Yeah, diddled it <laughs> yeah. again. You ruined oh, Spider-Man. Oh, We're adding another year to your sentence for the Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> All right. How does so, this movie start? This movie starts with a shot of Richard Parker's watch, as a matter of fact. And we do zoom out. Uh, we, we see some typing on a keyboard, which is always an exciting thing to see a science man doing, you know? Uh, beginning of a Spider-Man movie. Files are getting deleted. Uh, a bunch of spiders in in research tubes are killed, like in a group with poison gas. Gas. <laughs> which we all know when when gas is introduced in these movies, it's always a good time. Uh, of course, well, not necessarily, I guess, because this Norman Osborn sucks. Anyway, uh, we 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 realize we're looking at Richard Parker, who we saw for three minutes and heard about for two hours in the last movie. Um, his computer access gets cut off and he can't complete his mission to destroy some these like super important project files. Um, I always forget that in Beth Davids plays his wife in this. Uh, I've seen her in very little and I saw her in this and I was like, Oh, okay. Now Peter Parker has a mom and, and she's in Beth Davids. When I was sitting there, cause I didn't rewatch amazing Spider-Man one recently. So I, was completely blind on that for a while, but I mm-hmm. in rewatching Amazing Spider-Man Two, I was just like, "Where do I recognize his dad from?" And I just realized, um, like watching it, uh, when he was younger, he was in a movie like the year I was born called Singles, hmm. uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. About, like grunge in Seattle. It was like a precursor to like the sitcom Friends. God. So it was it's just a romantic comedy set in Seattle and he's like one of the main like male leads in that. Yeah, and he's the son of George C. Scott, which I found out when I posted a fucking meme on Twitter. The scene yeah, from no, Encore. I saw that thread. I saw that thread that was fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, I posted a on my Twitter, I posted a video of there's a scene in uh, hardcore, which is a movie with George C. Scott where he's like watching a movie and he's like, Turn it off. Turn it off. And I thought it was funny, so I just posted it on my Twitter. And then Phoenix shows up, and he's like, "Did you know that guy is the father of the guy who plays Peter's dad?" I'm like, "What the fuck? Crazy! It's awful." Peter's, Peter's dad, who, as we know from the first movie, is the most important character in all of Spider-Man. Yeah, that bugs me. <laughs> um, for some reason. Um, yeah, they Richard, fuck it up here. He he dashes home from the Oscorp building. Uh, he he finds Peter and his wife, and. Uh, at, at at a point, he begins recording a webcam message. And, like, again, this is supposed to be, like, early, early 2000s. This guy had a webcam. Woo-wee. Oscorp <laughs> really had the funds. Um, goes on about how people will say he's a monster for what he's done with his work. Um, he hears Peter calling for him. And, uh, you know, this movie sucks. I always like to see alternate takes of a scene we've already seen. So I know that even when scenes suck, it's I like continuity. They both suck. <laughs> it's called uh, the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, it, it ties in like I wouldn't be surprised if that was the same like soundbite of Peter like calling out for him. It, it should be it anyway, if this was a good movie. Um, we, we get that same scene of the house having been ransacked, uh, Richard's office and shambles and stuff. Someone looking for the files uh, that he has in his stupid little like 
smoke shop hidden door uh drawer um i i I will say it's it it was funny to me watching that scene uh the fact that when richard parker i'm just gonna start calling dick parker just because it's funny (laughs) dick parker he did park it at least once Uh, when he when he bursts into his office and he sees like the windows open and the place ransacked and peter just standing there i mean the the fact that the intruders didn't like bother peter at all like (laughs) it it make it makes sense narratively because that's going to be our lead here in like a few minutes but um just just the fact just thinking of the intruders coming in like searching through shelves and everything and just like you stay there kid go in the go in the corner (laughs) that scene scene happens in the first movie and peter walks in after the office has already been ransacked and that's why he calls his dad up oh okay this is just a recap of what happens in the first movie i love the idea of handing him a game boy and being like your kid shut up a minute yeah Yeah, go 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 turn away go play pokemon we got this go watch some japanese animes or something kid whatever um so uh where was i yeah the office gets ransacked scenes we've already seen before um we get the goodbye again uh again Richard tells Peter to be good and then the door closes and this really affects Peter because his father is so cool and important and we know so much about him. Um, So they get uh, Richard and Mary get on this private jet and uh, to, to give this movie another shred of credit when they introduce the idea of Peter's parents mysteriously being dead in the first movie that that leaves a thread in my brain open like, oh, maybe they could be alive. And that's a stupid thing they're going to pull out of their hat at some point. No, they they kill these guys the fuck off. They did, in fact, die in a mysterious plane crash. I think um, there's a deleted scene at the end of this movie uh, where Peter's dad just shows up and he's like alive. <clears throat> he's like, son, I'm here. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah, I, I read a, a, quite a bit about the deleted scenes of this movie. That'll be fun. There's lots of deleted stuff. scenes in this movie. There should have been a I lot more. I didn't touch that at all in researching. <laughs> I will say um, one more thing. Uh, I, I'm sorry if you're getting to it or whatever. No, go right ahead. But uh, just the fact that in conversation on the plane, like Richard and Mary are like talking, and Mary's kind of like fraught, like with nerves, and Richard's trying to like reassure her, you know, like. We did the only thing we could do, and mm-hmm. he he says something along the lines of, uh, "You know, we're gonna sp- spend every day of our lives looking over our shoulders. We will never be safe again. We can't put Peter in that world. We can't do that to him." I just happen to think, like, why did they have Peter in the first place? Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, I guess we're, maybe they didn't expect things to go so south at Oscorp. I don't know, but more importantly, uh. Dick Parker is using a Sony laptop. It's very important that we know that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just watch a Sony. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a whole lot of product placement that we just never noticed when watching this movie. Uh, I did keep a running tally of all the Sony products I found. Oh, yeah, I really, I really should start doing that at some point. Yes, I think I found two phones and four laptops. God damn. All right. <laughs> um... So Mary Parker mentions that she has found somewhere safe for them. Uh, and Richard begins uploading project files from his laptop to this mysterious Roosevelt. Is that right? Um, yes. He attempts to like reassure her. You know, they, they talk about that, that over the shoulder thing. I think you pretty much somehow recapped that word for word. That's really funny. Um, 
Richard is, you know, super weird about Peter, you know, being roped into this. And he's like, we can, we always have to be careful. Now go to the bathroom really quick. <laughs> and she goes to the go bathroom. Go take a shit. I'll be right here. Clean yourself up. <laughs> some, some, uh, one of the flight crew walks out of the cockpit and washes a lot of blood off his hands and acts like it's <laughs> he, like I'm very like, hey. conspicuously washes blood off his hands. Like, mm. I'm just a guy. I'm just some dude. What's up? <laughs> Uh, very it, obviously in Richard's line of sight, and he's just like he, he never at any point is just like, "Don't worry, it's tomato sauce." <laughs> they, they bullshit. I was eating it. a meatball marinara in the cockpit. Don't worry about me. I had a sub in the cockpit. Oh. <laughs> Eat fresh, right? <laughs> Subway. Jared Fogel's in there too. In the oh cockpit. my god! No, 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 no! This is the second sex offender reference we've made in this episode. It's, this it's the energy I'm bringing. I, I'm sorry. Uh, so, um, not the sex Richard... offender energy. I want to make that clear. <laughs> just, just, just the energy, the chaos that I'm inserting into this podcast. Oh, this is going to be so long. Very... <laughs> so, the dude, and we're still in the, the fucking flashback at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> God, let's get through this shit. Yes, absolutely. They 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 bullshit a little bit, and then Mister Bloodhands pulls a pistol on Richard. Mary comes out of the bathroom. There's a whole scuffle. Mary gets shot. Horrible shaky cam fight. Yeah, filmed on a Sony handheld camera. I bet. Oh my God. <laughs> um. Uh. Mary realizes. Oh well, Mary's dead. You know, she's she uh is dead. Got shot. A uh, a fight ensues, and when Richard finally uh, overcomes the guy by doing a big brain move and shooting the window out, and him getting sucked out, and not accounting for the fact that he could have gotten also sucked out, you know, plot armor, whatever. Yeah, uh, and the and the, pl- the plane is suddenly crashing because the pilot who was murdered decides to lean forward all of a sudden, and the plane like is a, just <laughs> it takes like a ninety degree dive as soon as the windows break. And I, I don't know enough about planes to dispute that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, once Mister Dude is uh, sucked out of the window, the upload gets you know reopened. Uh, Richard opens up the laptop and somehow in in the early 2000s manages to upload this file where it needs to go uh and he has like another minute or so it, it feels really weird it's it's the beginning of the movie and there's this weird anticlimactic moment where like yes i did it with moments to spare and he's got like a full minute left and he just kind of lays there and looks <laughs> at his wife his wife is like yeah stares wife. at his already dead wife oh, i love your dead wife <laughs> We know it runs in the Parker blood to go, wow, this is a thing that's happening and I'm going to make a speech about it. I'm going to talk even though nobody is here and I'm speaking oh. directly and only to myself and maybe a corpse. He says nothing. He just looks at the body. <laughs> He's just like, that's his final thought. That's the dumbass he... opening of this movie with that, for a plot line that goes nowhere. Amazing Spider-Man 2! Amazing Spider-Man 2! <laughs> We get some some cool music, some some cool guy music as Spider Man falls to Earth like a like a base jumper. I do uh, like the opening of this movie where they have the the back logo yeah. and then it transitions into the, that. That's yes. cool. On the heels of his parents' fl- fiery death falling to Earth, he's like, "Hey, it's me. I'm falling to Earth too. I'm cool." It, it really <laughs> is like a sharp tonal shift. There there is some decent like web slinging as he, you know, fl- flies around the city, does does some Spider-Man shit. But I always He's got a new costume that we're never going to explain. Yeah, no, we, we don't even get like, oh, I sat down and drew this. It's just everybody hated my first one because it looked like it was wearing yeah, like a suit of human skin. I like this suit. 
it's really it's good. good. It's I, technically I think it's one of the better movie suits. It's technically the best suit, if you ask me. Just just on a on a level of like comic to screen accuracy and like goofy, but also it works levels. I think it's like mathematically the best suit. It's not my favorite. I think, I think it's very obviously Sony doing damage control, but it looks good. Oh, yeah. uh, the logo is like really long for some reason still. I don't know why they did that. The back logo uh, is the only thing I don't like. The back logo is really long. I wish it was a tick. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for the next movie for the back logo to be a tick like it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll make and a cool Marvel quip about how the back looks funny now. The front logo is like really long. I don't know why they did that. And I wish th- I, th- I I like the eyes, but I wish they were maybe a little smaller. I'm not a huge fan of the super huge McFarlane eyes. Yeah, maybe a little uh, little skinnier instead of rounder where where they're up there well, like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, I think out of the movies we watched so far, it's definitely my favorite costume. Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think my favorite favorite out of all of them is probably the Far From Home suit. My favorite is the Homecoming suit, but I, I yeah. do quite enjoy the Amazing Two suit. It's one of the very few things this movie has going for it. Um, yes. <laughs> so we so we get some of that cool web slinging stuff, and we hear a helicopter radio announcing that a plutonium shipment is under siege at Oscorp. Which is like a it, it, was this just like pedestrian radio? Does anybody remember this scene in the movie? Like it's I, CB radio. It, yeah, it, it it does sound like CB radio. It also like struck me the fact that it's a pl- plutonium theft. At that point, it, you see like like twelve cop cars. Yeah, like there's the so many cop cars at the beginning of this movie. I f- I feel like in the case of a plutonium theft IRL. That would be like more of like a national guard, like national emergency. Yeah, the also, where the fuck did Oscorp get plutonium from? Don't they? Don't worry about it. They they struck like a Doc Brown deal with uh with just the Middle East, <laughs> a vague Middle East nation. I don't think don't I don't think it. private companies are allowed to own plutonium. Uh, Oscorp, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> you know, is, is is this some kind of like like? I guess, like, subtext, is Sony telling us that they own Plutonium? <laughs> They're just know. waving it in our faces subconsciously. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, you know, directs himself towards this to help. Uh, we get our America's sweetheart, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti! Uh, driving driving a, a big-ass tow truck, uh, smashing through Manhattan uh, as, he, as he steals an Oscorp truck. Doing the most comical uh, Russian accent you've ever heard in your life. Only Paul Giamatti could have played this role in this movie. I think it, it, aids, it aids to the feeling Absolutely. of like hitting yourself in the head with a hammer. Like, you know exactly what to expect at this from this point in the movie. You know, it's going to be like this for the next two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some armed assistants are sitting explosives to blow the hatch. Uh, and then Spider-Man, you know, he shows up. Uh there's a bunch of yellow vials of plutonium, you know, which like is is how plutonium is kept in a big yellow vial. Uh, we've all seen it. We've all used it, right? Yes, um, of course. Little piss vials. We get we get some banter between Spider-Man and the Rhino. I'm, Spider-Man I'm just call makes... him the Rhino, even though he's not the Rhino yet. Spider-Man <laughs> makes funny jokes instead of stopping this guy when he's careening down the street, ramming cars this... and flipping people. <laughs> Yeah, he he's very very. Hey, it's me, Spider Man, in this movie, and it's a little it's a little grating. Yeah, it's I like know. he. It, I like I like that he quips, but he quips at like the wrong times. It's like yeah. really weird. 
they got it right a lot in the first one, like with the tiny knives joke. Like, yeah, that that that. Even that though he was a fucking that. villain in that movie. Yeah, no, that was during his like fucking slasher man phase. Like, he yeah, was scary. He's a fucking psychopath. Um, but still, those kind of things worked. This, and for some reason in this movie, I want to talk about his performance. Just a sidebar note, the super quick note. Watch the first movie and the second movie back to back. He feels like he's doing like a fake New York accent. I had that written down. He's like doing a, like a comical New York accent. He, he sounds like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker Spider Man, which is normal and right in the first movie. But now in this movie, he just kind of talks like this once in a while. He, you know, he's... you know, he kind of just talks like this once in a bit. Hey, Aunt May, what's up? Hey man, what, what's going on? It's just me, Peter. Parker, yeah, you know? like there's yeah, there's the scene like where there's a, there's the there's the scene where him and Harry are like skipping stones later on. And he's exactly. like, I don't know, I got a brief, got a briefcase from my dad, briefcase full of junk. It's like, what is this voice uh, you're doing? I, I don't know if I, I, I got a girl. I don't know, Harry, I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you come from. I'm just sitting here in my sixty dollar peacoat, you know, throwing rocks. Hey, Gabagool, Gabagool, Harry, Gabagool. Tony's, Tony's pizza. Pizza. All right. bizarre choice. They just decided to make him overtly, like obnoxiously New York in this movie. I don't know if that's Andrew Garfield's fault good. or if that's Mark Webb's fault or if that's Sony's I, fault. It's somebody's it, fault and they it, fucked it, up. It's gotta be somebody that in, involved in production, not necessarily Garfield himself. Which he's got some words out of it, no. his time as Spider-Man, but we'll get to that in like a recap or something. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, that next episode. <laughs> Uh, we get our introduction to the inept uh, Max Dillon in this movie, Jamie Foxx, in a bizarre choice of role for him, if you ask me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a be- decently big Jamie Foxx fan. I like Django Unchained a lot. I like Baby Driver a lot. Um, I've seen him in other stuff, but I, uh, I can only picture Max Dillon in my head right now. I don't, uh, I don't know why he's in this. I, I, like, he's... He gets. The, I, I've said this before, but all the actors in this movie are good actors who have been established that they can do good things. But they're just given complete garbage to work he's with. Like an Oscar winner, uh, absolutely. I, I want to say he's also, like the first Oscar winner to be in one of these movies. Uh, yeah. I, I, nothing's jumping to mind. But re- regardless, yeah. um, just b- bizarre casting, if you ask me, Jamie Foxx. But he's in it, and uh, he's boy, in it. He's in it. Uh, he he's stumbling through a, a, a crowd with an armful of like cartoon blueprints. Like, oh, 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 oh I'm gonna fall over. I know. And uh, has, has this dude never heard of rubber bands? Before? No, no. Doc, Alfred Molina has. Just slap one rubber band on the whole bundle, and you're good. Get to one go. of those like leather tubes that like Nicholas Cage yeah, uses in National Treasure yeah. to hold the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, Get like right? that thing. No, this man. This there man clearly go. has other priorities and other hangups that are preventing him from from buying. Yeah, one he's got the world's hand. worst comb over. Absolutely the worst. I we've God. seen he has a mirror in his home. He, I don't know why they made him. Why did they make Max Dillon look like this? They. It was really weird. Uh, I would love it's to discuss him concerning. more once we've established more about the movie. We are so early in this. There's a lot to talk. We've about. been recording this episode for 38 minutes, and we're barely <laughs> even into this movie. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm gonna. There's so much there, to there are about. large gaps where, where essentially nothing happens. Let's yeah. talk about them. All right. Um, so we, we, he gets his blueprints knocked out of his hands, and they roll into the street. Coincidentally, just as uh, Spider-Man and parallels around the corner in this truck with, with the soon-to-be Rhino, the future Rhino here. Uh, Spider-Man leaps to the rescue and prevents Max from being uh, killed by this cab. 
hands him the plans back, notes he works at Oscorp, and they have a little a little back and forth moment where Spider Man's like, "Hey, you you my eyes and ears out here, man. You're my Tony. Give me some of the gabagool, Tony." It's so weird th- this accent out of nowhere, and then he flips away and goes away, and Elector's like in hate love with him now. He's wow, Spider Man, talk to me. Spider Man's my best friend. Uh, I I love Spider-Man so much. I'm going to have weird conversations with myself as Spider-Man now. See you later, Spider-Man. It's a very weird direction they took with this character. I I have to assume it was the studio's fault, this characterization. But they made him like so like mentally unhinged to the point where it's like very concerning. Like especially me just like full disclosure being an autistic person and seeing you know, depictions of mental illness in fiction. It's like right on the cut, right on the cusp of like, just being like really tasteless. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I, I don't know what it's, it's really so funny. Weird. This is almost a mirror of the conversation we had last week about me remarking on that scene uh, with like Reese Fons or, or however you say his name. Right, as, that, yeah. As, yeah. Uh, as the lizard, as a disabled person myself, finding uh, like a solace in that scene, like, oh, wow, that's actually that's poignant. That's good. And here being like, oh, here's uh, here's what we have. Ugh. Here's what we have this time. And and yeah. and it's it's confirmed that in the next Spider-Man movie that Jamie Foxx is going to come back as Electro. And I don't I think they're going to do I don't want to talk about too much about speculation. I'm going to save that for a later episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they're going to do the same thing that they did with J.K. Simmons, where they're just going to have him play a different version of the same character. Precisely. And I'm that I'm all down fun. for that because this version of Electro sucks shit. I would love and to. I, I want I want a I want a redemption arc for Jamie Fox Electro. It's not often you get a, a second attempt to like right a wrong like that that's been committed to film exactly. Um, there you go. So uh, we get back to the rhino who is clearly like completely ignorant of the dangers of plutonium uh, and, and slamming through cars, tossing it to his goons. And we get every cop car in New York crashing into this truck. Um, so funny. Lots of automatic gunfire right next to a horde of plutonium. It's very, uh, it's, Saturday, it's very Saturday morning cartoony and it's kind of fun, but it is dumb. It's yeah. super dumb. But uh, what's what could be dumber than that? Some some web strands shoot from above and, and yank the goons and suspend them over the cops, like directly over them. Um, uh, the rhino takes this as his chance to escape. Uh, we, we've got vials of the shit bouncing everywhere, and Spider-Man does some cool CGI twisting and juggling and swinging to you know get everything before it can hit the ground. Uh, Recovers the last vial. No, luckily, there's no explosion. There's not a, a nuclear crater in New York. Uh, granted, this was only ten years after after nine eleven, so like this this could have been the next big thing. A Spider Man cast a plutonium bomb downtown and killed five hundred people. Uh, Jesus, this is also weird. We're we're just mere like months away at this point. Like at this point, when this movie came out, Man of Steel was already out. Oh, yeah. And then oh, Batman oh, was oh, no, down. I've got some fun trivia about how, how gritty this movie almost was, but we'll we'll get there maybe in, in five or six hours. Uh, <laughs> the the edge is seeping in very to, you much know, so. the Spider-Man very, universe. This is, it, was, it was rough in the last movie. It, this is, I, yeah. I will go out on a limb and say this is the edgiest Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. Maybe. So what, when Peter recovers the last vial, uh, his phone starts going off. 
Gwen Stacy is at their high school graduation uh, waiting for him. She's about to give the valedictorian speech. I thought it was interesting to make Gwen valedictorian over Peter. I'm not precisely sure if that's ever happened in the comics or anything, but um, interesting take. I, I, Peter yeah, probably... Peter, Gwen, Gwen really shows up in college uh, for <laughs> Peter, and at least in the original co-run. Uh, but yeah, I, li- I like that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I like the is. idea of Gwen being slightly smarter than Peter. I think it's. I fun. like to imagine that Peter has like a three yeah, point. Peter has like a three point nine repeating GPA because Spider Man shit has crept into his life. <laughs> just, just Fuck. gently, gently unseated him. You're uh, never gonna get to Harvard now, Parker. Or Oxford. <laughs> or Oxford, <laughs> Jesus. Ivy League has escaped your grasp yet again, Parker. <laughs> Uh, Peter, you know, he has a quick conversation with Gwen and then, like, hallucinates that uh, he sees Captain Stacy's ghost or... The ghost of Dennis Leary. Is his <laughs> Those moments are so... Disapproving ghost face. Also, Peter has a Sony phone. Peter has a Sony phone. He sure the hell does. What else would he have? There you go. Google Pixel? I don't think so. I don't think those existed. Google something? Tony Walkman. Who knows? Um, a Samsung, whatever the fuck. Gwen is, uh, of course, called up to give the valedictory speech. Uh, Peter's not there. Cut back to the truck chase. Uh, this happens quite a bit, back and forth, speech and chase, speech and chase, and until it sort of just ends. Peter uh, stops the truck, and we get a an, a fun little uh, slow motion shot as he leaps over a bus and saves a couple pedestrians. Uh, while while poignant na- Spider Man narration happens over it from Gwen. Gotta have action sequences in this movie where someone is saying something important, something slow, yes. something repetitive and staccato. Um, I, I, I do think, like, uh, and this will definitely come back like near the end of this discussion. But Gwen's speeches, every, all of her dialogue in this movie seems very pointed. At like, y'all know what's about mm-hmm. to happen to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I wonder what's gonna happen to you. <laughs> we 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 must take life, you know, one day at a time. You know, we only have one life left to live, and this is the life we need because death can come for us at any time. I'm Gwen Stacy. This will never come back into focus. And then at the finale, she's wearing like the exact costume she wears in the issue where she dies, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. hmm, I wonder what's going to happen to you. <laughs> it's it's very. Spider-Man yeah. uh, shows up at the at graduation. Finally, he he just manages to remove his mask in time. Uh, Stanley Stanley could have compromised his identity. He didn't raise too much of a fuss, but he could have been like, "Hey, everybody, look at that guy, Spider-Man! I definitely saw him. He's he's absolutely Spider-Man." That's uh, because Stanley is a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> he'd never do that. I'll never tell anyone. Spider-Man Stanley doesn't snitch. He just loudly yells at him. I'll never I'll tell, never tell him, my son. Um. <laughs> You know, we get we get graduation. Uh, Aunt May takes pictures of of Peter before sending him off over to Gwen. It, it's interesting to me they chose a movie like one point one movie in in this duology to have him graduate when Peter graduates high school like thirty minutes into Spider Man One, uh, the Raimi. Uh, I feel I feel like both of these sets of movies, the Raimi movies and these movies, just have Peter really rush through high school really quickly. Yeah, uh, it's just like get him out, get him out, go, 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 go. When you can tell interesting stories in high school, absolutely. I'm glad the MCU has. I'm glad that they focus that. on that, and they're gonna. 
Uh, presumably they're going to do another set of movies where he's in college and that'll be fun too. Oh, absolutely. A lot, a lot of opportunity for a lot of opportunities that they're taking advantage of. Um, Peter and Gwen, uh, well, Gwen invites Peter and Peter accepts to uh, go on a date for dim sum at eight o'clock. Uh, Peter has another hallucination of Captain Stacy standing with his family and uh, hears his voice in his head. I believe oh we get, uh, I believe we get a first movie like licensed footage cut at that point. Don't date my daughter, Spider Man. You stay the fuck away oh, from Peter's, my daughter. Peter makes like a, this the weirdest face when he sees the ghost of Dennis Leary. He's like, oh, he looks. <laughs> he looks like he smelled the dankest. <laughs> He looks like he's really pissed off at the cameraman, and he's just like, what the yeah. fuck did you just do? If you were, like, completely unaware of the comics and your only basis of this character was Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, you must think that Peter Parker is known for just making the weirdest fucking faces ever when he's distressed. <laughs> he's making such a weird... It's so funny. Like, like, look, every, there's ugly criers. There's no, there's uh, Maybe there's pretty criers. I've never seen a pretty cry. But Peter Parker in the movies, just if something happens to him, he just starts making like Animorphs faces like oh he's like, like like he's turning into something and it hurts him. Um, yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm going to he, he's like, oh, I'm going to avoid Gwen now. He just remembers that he, that's what he promised uh, Gwen's dad oh, to do. Shit, I just remembered <laughs> that really traumatic thing. Um, oh, yeah. The ghost of Dennis Leary showed up and said, hey, asshole, don't date my daughter. <laughs> I'll burn your house down. I'm a firefighter. Fuck you. Have a ghoul. <laughs> That evening, Peter shows up. To the- Rescue me on FX. <laughs> what now? Peter goes to get some gabagool with uh, Gwen and her family, but he won't actually enter the restaurant, which is like, I, I have anxiety. I know how anxiety works. You don't go 90% of the way to the date and stand outside the door until someone looks at you and then go, you just don't go, is how that works. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Peter. Uh, the it's 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 a scene where you can really tell that the 500 days of summer absolutely that is very very accurate to say the least this is this is a, another rom-com this movie yeah uh, Peter 500 days of summer guy directed this <laughs> there you go uh gwen isn't really having any of this uh she's having a very normal human reaction to this and being like huh you're you're really bizarre and you can't handle this and gwen breaks up with peter uh yeah, gwen she, has some nice lines in this but peter is making like a weird pouty face the whole time it's like mm-hmm. uh interesting an, a, another back-to-back series of spider-man movies where his girlfriend and him can't communicate uh oh my god really really happy to see my boy thriving and healthy and communicating in these i new promise ones. there will be good romances in these movies you just gotta wait a little bit longer <laughs> just need growth. You just need to spend five more minutes in high school is what you need to do. Anyway, <laughs> you need competent writers, competent writers. We get another uh, the next day, another segment of, of city patrolling from Spider-Man. Uh, a lot of falling, a lot of weird angles, a lot of CGI. But, you know, this, this, is, one my, of those... this, is, I, this is my favorite scene in the movie. This is the one good scene yeah. in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do have to agree. I've with said that. I've said before my, the Spider-Man one episode. I like montages where Spider-Man just does stuff, and mm-hmm. this is a montage of Spider-Man just doing stuff. It's it, really fun. It's and, really well, easy yeah. to lose that friendly neighborhood feeling in these movies. Yes, the stakes get so high yes. sometimes, especially when he goes in the future. Especially when he like goes to fucking alien planets and fights Thanos. It's really hard to to see that and then remember oh this is the same guy that saved that guy from the flaming bodega you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> uh 
but it's we a get a, a wonderful, wonderful scene where uh, there's some bullies kicking the shit out of some kid's science project in, a, in an alleyway, and Spider-Man <laughs> wordlessly shows up and scares off the mob of bullies, which is just fucking amazing. Um, you know, uh, he, he perks the kid up and webs the shit back together and, and takes off. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be a nitpick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go real dork mode. Uh, at the end of this movie, when that kid shows up again and he has the turbine, uh, it's still webbed together. Yeah. Even though uh, Peter's webs usually only last about an hour before they dissolve. Yeah, it's plot webs. He, Whatever. He turned plot the shooter web. up really high. Maximum setting. It's like the <laughs> goblin bombs in the Raimi movies. They have settings. Yeah, it's it's a dice roll. Um, he he does a couple other things while he's while he's out and about. He he saves some girl. Uh, yeah, uh, saves a bodega. Actually, he does that a lot in these movies. Uh, and mingles with some other costumes, New Yorkers. Uh, and stalks he, his girlfriend. He also stalks his girlfriend. He stalks the shit yes. out of her. Um, <laughs> P.S. He he stalks his girlfriend. Um, oh, this he, movie he, fucking he, sucks. <laughs> again, again, this came out very close to Man of Steel. These were the edgy times for our heroes, and, and this movie, Spider-Man clings to the side of building and watches his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, it also like evokes to me. I don't, I don't know if any, either of you have seen this movie, but uh, Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that movie. Where super, Superman spends like an hour of the movie just like moping and he's just like, no, no, I, don't, I don't belong in this world. <laughs> I'm just going to go fly outside Lois Lane's window and stare. Absolutely. I really, <laughs> really like that, that, that movie like as a kid. And I, I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. I don't imagine it's... I wouldn't recommend it. No. I uh... also... I. I rewatched it like a couple months ago. Completely forgot Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. Yeah, the third he is. sexual yep. predator we've referenced in this fucking episode. There we go. We hit it, people. Three. <laughs> we got three. Ooh, baby, that's a three. I uh, that was my first Kevin Spacey movie, actually. With Superman. <laughs> oh. oh well, you know what? We, we always have remember he was in Baby Driver with Jamie Fox. <laughs> and Ansel Elgort, another sexual predator. Oh god! Maybe we are four for four. Six oh, degrees of sex offender. Four for four. This is going to come out tomorrow, god. and breaking news is going to come out about Andrew Garfield, and we're going to have no, to not Andrew. We're going to have to scrap it could be anyone at this point. We won't be able uh, to release this. It could be this. anybody. It could be you. It could be me. Avenge like me. The body snatchers, but it's the sexual offenders. <laughs> Dean Dahan allegations. What, the, alleging he's a good actor? <laughs> oh, God, no. Nobody would ever allege that. I don't care oh, for Dean Dahan. No, God, no, in this no, movie, But we'll no. get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. That should Dane be the Dahan? fucking catch. No. That's the catchphrase of this goddamn podcast. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we always have something to talk about 15 minutes from now. <laughs> anyway. Um... We we cut back. Uh, we we get a quick scene with Aunt May. Um, she doesn't really do anything in this movie. She cries at one point. They have a talk. No. Aunt May's nothing in this movie. I don't I don't have any feelings for Aunt May in this movie. It's always sweet to see Peter interact with Aunt May, but like they they did her dirty in this movie. There's no Ben, so they were like, okay, there doesn't really need to be any May either. It it does feel like her entire purpose in these two movies, like Sally Field in this these two movies, is just to mourn Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah, and, That's really and May is such a you could do lots of stuff with May, have her be a really interesting character. Uh they just they just they have her bicker with Peter a lot, which I don't like. Yeah, they don't uh, know how to use her. Yeah, 
it, it's really as simple as that. Um, we we cut to Max Dillon again, who he's like I mentioned, he's lost his goddamn mind. He's he's engaging like meticulously in this fantasy he's crafted uh, with this this Spider Man persona part of himself. He's talking to. Um, Max is part of the team that's developing the new uh, Osgort power grid system. He he apparently did like the brunt of the work on it. Uh, he he shares an elevator with Gwen at one point. Who uh, they, they share a quick little Spider Man story together. Um, it, a, a lot of attempted like introduction character stuff, but it feels very very thin. It feels very. Uh, how do I want to phrase this? Like when we when we got the scenes that like introduced Alfred Molina's character to us, like Otto Otto before he was Doc Ock, we didn't see a lot, but we saw enough of him like in his own home, in his element, to get a feel for who he was. Yeah, we definitely you get, you get, get a feel. Character. We get a feel for Max Dillon, but the feel is, oh, he's a crazy guy. Otto yeah. Octavius was a lot more than a smart guy. He in, he engaged with Peter about like science and interests and and romance. Uh, I've talked about their colleagues. They they had like a rapport. Max Dillon just feels like crazy guy in a movie. Yeah, these okay. movies exist. Okay, these, these movies exist to make the movies that came before and the movies that come after look really good by comparison. Mm. He, he feels like a I mean, he feels like a not memorable SNL character in this movie. <laughs> Does that make sense? Wow, that's like somebody deep like this right there. You remember some SNL characters? I don't even fucking watch SNL, but I know who like David S. Pumpkins is. I know I know. I, I, uh, cultural osmosis. Jamie Foxx in this movie feels like a character is on Weekend Update once and they never brought back. I was just going to point out because I didn't know, I couldn't remember if it took place before the scene with Gwen in the elevator or after, but there's the scene with uh, Max and BJ Novak's character. Yes. yes. Only in that yes. Smythe. Where... Spencer Smythe. Oh, there you go. The fucking guy who uh, makes where... the Spider Slayer, which is Sony trying to make a series of movies. I don't, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> They're just trying to introduce totally random Spider-Man characters. Felicia Hardy is in this movie. It's like, oh yeah, throw them in I there. Know. Get them all in there. In Urso. Um, but uh, there's just that one scene with him and BJ Novak where BJ Novak says like some little offhand like quip about Spider-Man and then Max Dillon fantasizes like holding him up to like a wall like, don't you ever say anything bad about Spider-Man! <laughs> Which is, the, when I'm watching it, that that's the funniest scene in the movie. That's so yeah. fucking funny. Those kind of things are really genuinely, funny, funny. I suppose. Who doesn't love the idea of throttling their boss? Uh, <laughs> this came out in 2020, five years before Alex manslaughtered his boss. Uh, <laughs> that, that please don't happen. Um, so uh, we have that that scene you mentioned, of course. Um, Gwen uh, appreciates his fascination. Uh, his She's nice to him, but just fucking walks away after long enough when she gets to her stop. Uh, we get our introduction of the Osborns very shortly after this, and g- goddamn guys, we got uh, we got a, we got a, we got a, we got to jam Norman and Harry Osborn in this movie because it, I don't know. it really does feel like they just like shoehorn like quick Osborns, quick Osborns. They've always been there in the background. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, because they because there's like a a vague reference to Norman Osborn on like a billboard in the first movie, but mm-hmm. he like does not show up anywhere. And they don't, no. they, and, and they, this happens later, but like Peter and uh, Harry talk about like, oh, we're such good friends. And like, yes. they never even mention him in the first movie. It's like complete, they're like retroactive, like they're retconning everything. It's like, oh yeah, remember, we're such good friends. Ah, yeah. 
it's just textbook bad writing is all it is. It's so awful. So if I'm not mistaken, Dane DeHaan, uh, from what I can tell, is American. Uh, yes. He always comes off to me like he's like, like, like he's doing an American accent somehow. Uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew Garfield is English, right? Yes, Andrew Garfield is an English man. <laughs> I feel like Dane DeHaan is so such a bad actor, in my opinion. Maybe it's because I've only seen him in bad shit. I've seen Dane DeHaan in three movies, and I've hated him in every single one. I saw him in this movie, I saw him in Place Beyond the Pines, uh, <laughs> and I saw him in A Cure for Wellness, and he sucked okay. ass in all three of those movies. The only movie I've seen him in besides this it was Valerian, which also sucked ass. Luc Besson, fifth uh, pervert of the episode. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> I can't keep happening! <laughs> God, can we get to ten? Can we get to ten before the episode ends? I would say that's too lofty a goal, but I there's so <laughs> many options here. We're not halfway through possible. this movie, and we already have hit five. It absolutely is possible. Oh my god! But yeah, Dane DeHaan. Um, look, Harry Osborn is literally nobody's favorite character, and and James Franco, who may or may not be the sixth that we've brought up, James Franco. Uh, uh, he is. He is. Uh, okay. All right. Number six. <laughs> Put him on the board. There you go. His Harry Osborn, at least by the time the third movie comes around, he had like a panache to him. He he was owning yes. the character. That dumbass little scene where he winks and disappears. He played a yeah. character. Uh, he might have been a stupid character, but he was a character. Harry in this movie is just what? You won't give me what I want? Ugh! That sucks. What? I hate you. What, what, the did, what did I write in my notes? I just wrote Dane DeHaan is a bad actor. He looks like a little toad boy. <laughs> Toby Maguire is I, grinning I, right now because you said the frog-like features <laughs> of Dane DeHaan. The frog-like features. He does look like an Igor. He, he looks like a straight-up Igor. He looks yeah, like bad. He looks like he should be wearing an Adidas tracksuit. Is how I feel. But he's he has like a white supremacist haircut. Absolutely, and that that tracks for Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn had awful hair. Sense. Both the Osborns had awful hair and like the Ditko. <laughs> they had like, they had like waves. <laughs> absolutely, dude. Norman Osborn with the do rag. <laughs> I do have a note coming up for when the Green Goblin is introduced that I can't wait to get to. Oh my God, just because I have like a really great quip there, Jesus. specifically about the hair. <laughs> Gotta talk about Norman first. Absolutely. I know it. All we've done so far is say fuck Dane DeHaan. Uh, <laughs> Dane DeHaan is going and, and acting awfully. He's, he's going to visit his father, Nor- Norman Osborn. You know, Norman Osborn. One of uh, Spider-Man's most important characters, and he's here for two minutes. He's laying inclined on a bed, and his skin is all discolored, and his hands are all claw-like. And yeah, he's got fucking sharp <laughs> claws. He's just, like, rotting in front of his he son. Monster, he has monster man disease. <laughs> he, he has... He's G, he's passing on his genetic monster mash disease, yes. he He's... He's slowly dying in front of his son, and he says, Son, come here. I want to deride you and call you an idiot and say that I hate you, and then I'm going to die. Here's a flash drive. And that's, I mean, that's, a, very, that's, a, that's a very Norman <laughs> thing to do. It absolutely is. Norman Osborn, he, at some level of his character, usually has contempt for his son. Just outright just contempt. Yeah. Um, but at least this one didn't just, you know, turn into an evil ghost that screams avenge me yeah he's... he hands he, he hands his shithead trust fund and son of a, a special cube shaped flash drive and then dies yeah norman is like a 50 like he's an old man 
yeah. uh, when he dies. Uh, but he's like, he like points at Harry. He's like, you're gonna fucking die. And then Harry is like freaking the fuck out. I'm yeah, like, you got like 20, too. you got like 30, 40 years left, dude. Like, yeah, don't fucking says, worry about it. He says something like, "Have has your hands started shaking yet? And, and Harry looks really shaken by that. And it's like, in his head, was he like, do you think he just had like Parkinson's or something until, oh, thank God, I, I don't have Parkinson's. I have goblin disease. <laughs> I have monster man illness. Goblin disease. I'm being I, goblinized. I, I have to take pills five times a day to hold my goblin disease and check. I got to check my, my blood levels to see if I'm a goblin. I don't expect forgiveness from you anymore. I don't believe in miracles. How could you possibly understand? That your childhood had to be sacrificed for something greater. Not just for me. For you. Has your hand started to twitch yet? When you lay awake and you feel it coming. Hiding under your skin. Waiting to show itself. To show you who you really are. <laughs> Retroviral hyperplasia. I never told you that it's genetic. Our disease, the Osborne curse, and it began at your age. Um, I will say in watching that scene, Chris Cooper really gets typecast as the shitty dad, doesn't he? I haven't seen Chris Cooper in a whole lot. He was he was a shitty dad in uh, October Sky. That was he in that? Gyllenhaal. With Mysterio? Yes. I watched that in seventh grade science class. Same. Oh, yeah, That's, he was in uh, that movie. Uh, you got to work in the mines, boy. Don't be shooting them rockets into that. Guy. Oh, he's in the li- he's in the Little Women movie, the new Little Women that came out. Oh, all right. I still haven't seen that. I'm on his Wikipedia page. He was born in my hometown. What the fuck? He was born, <laughs> in, Kansas- Chris Cooper? He was born in Kansas City, Missouri. What the fuck? That's weird. Okay, he's the colonel in American Beauty starring Kevin Spacey. Another Kevin Spacey reference. That we're not adding that there to the counter. Are. That's just another <laughs> Kevin Spacey reference. Well, that just doubles down. I'm sure he did it more than once. Um <laughs> what exactly? Well, we're, we're not adding him to the counter of as another <laughs> sex offender that we've added to the list. This is a new segment no. we're doing every week. No, my God, no. <laughs> God. Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy receives uh, a message about good, exciting news regarding her scholarship. Um, meanwhile, most of Oscorp is being allowed to leave early to attend a memorial for Norman. Uh, but Max is told by uh, his supervisor, Mr. Mr. Smythe, to stay behind and check out a problem with the bioelectrical power grid. Uh, you know, above the giant vat of eels. Yeah, there's just eels. They don't explain what the I'm eels talking. are. There are just there's, eels. There's just a giant vat of eels. There's an open. There's an open vat of eels. Oscorp standard. Um, 
Max calls a colleague. The is run with the power of eels by Oscorp. Yeah, fucking Oscorp supplies the the city's power in this. Movie, the entire the city's power. All New of the, all City. of New York City's power is run That's by one company. Very very unethical. Uh, Thirty Rockefeller Center. The only reason they have electricity is because of the eels at Oscorp. <laughs> the brave eels of Oscorp. <laughs> <laughs> braver than any u.s like to retroactively dedicate this podcast episode to the eels of new york city <laughs> and the lizards in the background. and the lizards that died and the lizards the, the eels the eels they fired, of the lizards of look, new york city oh, so look, yeah they fired off a bomb that killed all the lizards at the end of spider-man one so now the eels are a protected species because it was killing eels too see there's some the writers didn't think of it don't we show had to these the movies gap. Throw a fit. Oh my God. i thought you said don't show peter <laughs> i was like wait peter <laughs> like, in the movie <laughs> um yes uh jamie fox uh max dylan has to go above this vat of eels and uh the system didn't get deactivated because the guy he, he tried to radio was like no nah, i'm leaving bye oh his birthday we have to mention <laughs> no, that because it's gonna no, be a funny line when he when he becomes electro in times square yeah a very funny line <laughs> it's, it's funny his birthday by the way. stay behind on your birthday and tend to the eels max uh, Max tries to fix the thing. He ends up electrocuting himself and falling, spoiler alert, into the tank of eels. What a shock. And then he's uh, bit uh, by the eels and turns uh, into an electricity man and his the gap in his teeth is fixed. Oscorp just I, I, loves to fuck with animals all day and imbue them with powers that, that when they bite you, they, you know, oh, hey, wow, would you look at that? Do, that oh, does yeah. wacky shit. There, there was something that occurred to me in rewatching this movie, specifically the scene where the electricity fixes his fixes his tooth gap. Uh, I know that's been like lambasted for years since the movie came out as just like a poignant, a poignantly shitty scene. Just like, why would the electricity do that? But then something occurred to me rewatching this movie is, and I, I don't want to jump ahead either is the, fixing of the gap in his tooth is that supposed to represent like a circuit closing because i don't think these people are smart enough to write that in i i don't think they are but it also like comes back at the end like when spider-man finally delete defeats electro by c- combining a circuit i fucking i don't know i don't think the uh, guys who I'd... wrote the first transformers movie are smart enough to make that joke i don't know why they focus <laughs> on his teeth being fixed it's maybe the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life well because uh, that makes him a, a capital n normal human being he's fine now he's also a, a blue electricity man <laughs> yeah no, don't worry about it that's why that's can't they just like, have electro be a regular guy in a green and yellow what neurotypical suit. people look like they're blue and they glow <laughs> that's what happens when you're neurotypical there's a <laughs> what happens when you're neurotypical um i will say you can tell that sony like pulled a lot of quote unquote pulled a lot of inspiration aka stole a lot of ideas from other kind of better superhero movies at the time yes the fact that electro bears a passing resemblance to dr manhattan i thought that and at one point he materializes yeah he materializes like dr Dr. manhattan He like builds a skeleton and you see it kind of like like veins and stuff and he like forms yeah. it on it. Yeah. I, I actively thought to myself, like, wow, was Zack Snyder's gonna be <laughs> me, me too, even Aww. as somebody who hasn't seen the Watchmen movie. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Watchmen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actively had that thought as well. Uh Dr. Manhattan though would kick Electra's ass. That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> uh 
podcast we're not gonna fucking do <laughs> it'd be about five seconds long too it'd be just me saying that and bye no i could just make that hard twitter video. uh meanwhile we we have a, a boardroom meeting where harry is being informed of various oscorp troubles and he's acting like a little shit about it and everyone hates him and he's like everybody hates me uh he he to make he fun twirls. of the lizard plan they do make fun of the lizard plan because it was a really f- bad, funny plan. Um, <laughs> um, he, he's twirling the the flash drive around this whole time, and then he he lashes out at the board, uh, you know, for not respecting him and showing his disdain and just whining a lot. Felicia uh, Hardy is there for some reason, and he elevates Felicia Hardy, who is there for some reason, to his like second in command when she was like a secretary, right? Yeah, she was Norman's uh, secretary, oh, yeah. played by Felicity bunch- Jones, good, known yeah. good actor Felicity Jones, who was in this movie because they wanted to make a black cat movie. And then they didn't. Um, <laughs> they were going to make I, a, I an Aunt May secret agent movie. There, there's a um, a deleted oh, scene yeah. or a bunch a bunch of deleted scenes rather where like it's implied that there's a romantic relationship between Harry and uh, Black Cat, not Black Cat and they do nothing with it and she's barely a character she literally just like is someone who's there and says lines once in a while she's not like a character her her first line is harry is like like you're 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 norman's secretary right and she's like she's like nods her head she's like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm it's so bad oh boy uh peter parker jones everyone peter parker is announced uh, raises some raises some eyebrows in the room. Uh, Harry steps out and goes and sees Peter. The they loudest a, whisper on the planet. They have Peter a very. Parker is here. <laughs> oh, they have a very terse conversation uh, at first. Um, Peter says he's there. I'm here because your dad passed away. Hey, I'm here because your dad on the day of your father's funeral, Harry. <laughs> no, he talks like a fucking. Gabagool eating fool for a while. He talks like an extra on The Sopranos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's awkward for a while, but they they reconnect after a bit and they laugh. And then they go to the like you do. They go to the Riverside Park in their male model attire and they 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 skip rocks. Um, Harry seems to be happy to get away from like the Oscorp stuff, and uh, Peter just seems to be happy to have a, a human being to speak to. Uh, they. They kind of apologize to each other for the distance in their their friendship and relationship, which leads to a conversation like everything in this movie about why Peter's parents left. Shut um, the fuck up about your goddamn parents. Yeah, seriously, absolutely. Why? They, fucking they, care. Like how, they really I like that's supposed to, to be like a mutual apology between the two of them. Like, like, sorry for kind of letting you out of my life for like the longest time. It should have been an apology to the audience. Like, hey, Harry's here. Sorry, we didn't introduce. <laughs> hey, him. yeah, no, I'm couldn't, sorry. We couldn't think of anything better than he's back from boarding school. Sorry. Um, yeah. We, why didn't we mention him in the last movie? Uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, that's matter. our bad. Doesn't matter because Harry, because because Peter's dad. Because Peter's. We gotta talk about Peter's dad. Harry. Guys, guys, we haven't talked about Peter's dad enough. We gotta, oh, Richard Parker. Full circle. Peter's dad. <laughs> Dick Parker. Dick Parker. Briefcase full of junk. <laughs> Stares at his Harry. wife when a plane's going down. <laughs> Dick Parker. Dick Parker. The one and only. He should be Spider-Man. 
He should, the movie spider. should be about him. It is actually about him. It um, is about him in many ways. Harry, the also, amazing Dick Parker. <laughs> Harry also learns that Peter has a girlfriend, and after Peter says Gwen's name, uh, he mentions uh, she's an Oscorp employee as well. He makes he makes it really weird. He's like, yeah, she works for you. That's uh, like thousands of people work for him, you know. And <laughs> like, how barely, would he know? And he barely does this job. So does anybody work for him? Anyway, uh, a van is monitoring their conversation this whole time. Yeah, it's uh, the with, fucking born identity. Which conveniently happens, we're shown this, as the conversation switches over to the discussion of, um, well, rather, they start discussing the, the Max Dillon incident in, in the car, and they're like, we gotta make sure that no one ever finds out. They're, they're literally holding recording equipment. <laughs> they're like, we gotta make sure no one ever finds out about that thing that happened. Let's frame Harry, and, and we gotta write this off. Yeah, and Which Harry and it, Peter are talking about Spider-Man, the lizard, and it's just like Peter's like, could be a woman, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. God, that that it, that felt like they were trying to do like Iron Man humor or something like that. It I felt don't very, know, dude. It, uh, it felt very Joss Whedon MCU. That line, oh, it could be woman, we don't know. Uh, uh, Spider-Man. Fuck you, Joss Whedon. Another sex pest. Another. That's number <laughs> oh, seven. <God>. Number seven. <laughs> Told wow. you it's gonna happen. Wow. Was that number seven or number six? That was seven. That seven. Was seven. Seven. Number seven. What? What the Good fuck Lord. is happening this week? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think this reflects <laughs> less on us bringing him up and more reflects on the state of Hollywood that this many assholes work. <laughs> These um, many sex weirdos work in Hollywood. Sex pests. <laughs> but um, both are. What we call it? Uh, I was uh, gonna bring up when. Uh, Harry and Peter are talking like by the that I carousel know it. carousel yeah um and Peter hops over the railing that's a, for a second that's the question that's the question Th- this is a very like technical just quip or whatever but you can definitely tell that the only reason he did that it adds nothing to his characterization they just did that so that they could get like a pretty good like headshot of like both so they can do shot reverse shot (laughs) yeah and like that makes makes so much fucking sense oh my god i i don't think they know how to write conversations between teenage boys because every time i ever talk totally why they did it every time in high school when i talked to friends about girls at no point did it sound like fucking call me by your name because when when harry asked peter do you have a girl peter takes like one minute to go kind of not really but he goes well you see you know, that's complicated. And it really sounds like he's trying to find every way to not say I'm gay. But what he says, yes, no, I have a girlfriend. I don't know. Shut up. You know what I'm, I'm saying? So it, for, it, I'm, like, I'm so ready for people to talk normally in these movies. Absolutely. Yeah. I, oh, hey, Call Me By Your Name was a Sony picture classic. So, uh, oh, my God, it was. So there you go. <laughs> Spider by your man. anyway we cut to the lab where uh max dylan's corpse has been stashed uh in a in the midst of electrical interference dylan's body is reanimated in a in a cgi shower of sparks it's it's fine it's it's electro everybody uh i will say as much as i don't like the electro his look or whatever i did kind of 
appreciate the fact that he's literally just like bursting out of his own skin so like his own flesh is like crumbling off of him i do like yeah, that it's, it's like I a, do... it's like a weird chrysalis or whatever I do yeah. have a gripe in the sense that I think it's kind of a cop-out. We have two villains in this movie that both are like, oof, ow, I gotta contain myself in this suit real quick. You know what I mean? Because Electro, he he puts on this this uh, super suit or whatever that Oscorp had developed. Right? Yeah, that happens like way later. This, oh, yeah. Oh, that, that is that's, later, yeah. yeah. Like later. But yeah, then, he just puts that, on regular-ass clothes. Also, yeah. also later, Harry has to do the same thing when he's goblinized and he has to get an armor. And it's like, okay, we're just going to have two villains do the same thing. Okay. <sighs> Both those costumes look fucking ugly. Yeah, they look like, yeah, like Fan Four Stick, like, like gritty. I know, just like make the costumes look like they do in the comics. It's not hard. Well, they did it for Peter and they did it for Gwen, but they're good guys. Bad guys <sighs> have to be guys. gritty and cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, that evening, Peter meets with Gwen in the city. Um. Oh, goddamn! I didn't finish talking about the electro part. I just my brain wanted to <laughs> to gloss over it. I, I there's very little left to mention. Uh, he he just kind of like demonstrates his powers a little bit uh, with some like electrical tools and shit, and then he grabs a coat off and, and leaves, Times Square, which takes us to Peter and Gwen in the city. Uh, they they briefly make up a bit because that's all these movies ever do is we're gonna break up. Now we're gonna get together. Now we're gonna yeah. break up again. Uh, that's what this whole movie is it's like peter and gwen like are breaking up and getting back together it's like i don't fucking care they're both manic again is all it is oh my <laughs> God. it's Sp- it's spider-man 2 all over again it's just it, it, will they won't they it's precisely yep. but this yep. time you know what's gonna happen because gwen's gonna fucking die uh meanwhile i don't know she keeps talking about like why life finds a way <laughs> and like life is all we have i mean we don't know what's gonna what happen Gwen's on about. we don't know Wow, Gwen, I sure do look forward to living the next six point sixty point five, statistically speaking, years with you. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, meanwhile, we have Max Dillon stumbling around in the street, uh, setting off car alarms. Uh, sucks the electricity right out of a car, which is something Electro can do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't as- know. As as he looks up, he sees the city ahead of him as this like matrix of electrical energy. I do like and that. I was I was absolutely gonna bring that up. I'm the number one matrix authority on the internet. Mm-hmm. So when he looks at the, he can like sense electricity, I guess. Sure. So when he looks at the city and sees like the electricity flowing through it, my immediately for my first note that I put down was just like he can see the code. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to believe. <laughs> He is the one. Uh, he is. He is the blue pill. Actually, his power cannot be contained. He is the blue pill. <laughs> He's the blue pill. Uh, back with uh, Pete and Gwen. Um, More terrible unscripted flirting. He admits that he's been watching over her, which is quite a way to put it. Once a day, uh, sometimes more. It's the closest I can get to being with you. Oh my uh, fucking god! Uh, 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 Gwen drops it's the bad. Gwen drops the Oxford bomb on Peter. She's one of two finalists alongside apparently like a high school freshman super genius who should have gotten it. Uh, maybe then Gwen might have lived. Who knows? Uh, or maybe she should have taken it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't don't spend any <laughs> yeah, brain power on making maniac. Don't don't spend any brain power on trying to make this movie better because it's not going to happen. No. Um, as as peter tries to process this news uh his spider sense triggers of course and he looks to times square where he like, refuses uh, to be happy for gwen because he's like so focused on getting his dick wet 
He's like, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, really? You gotta. Uh, uh, they, these movies, both of these movies, do not understand Peter Parker as a character. Definitely. It's like, come on. Oh, they, they understand Spider-Man as a character, I think, but it's not until the MCU where we start to get to see, oh, hey, this is actually Peter Parker. We start, we start to get, like, synthesis. Like, in the Raimi <laughs> movies, they understand Peter, but Spider-Man's kind of eh. And in these movies, they understand Spider-Man, but not Peter. And then finally, we get synthesis. They, this, this Peter, this Spider-Man is, is a hunk, he, he, and he speaks in a thick New York accent, and he can do a kickflip. <laughs> we reach uh, equilibrium. Uh, Max uh, is grabbing a power outlet to uh, well, well, he's like some kind of conduit. He, he's like digging into the he ground. Gra- he just grabs. He just grabs there. a cord from the grate under Times Square and starts getting the you juice. Know, the famous Times Square, <laughs> Times Square grate. Uh, <laughs> let's get That's a picture of the grate, honey. Uh, he doesn't appear to have any motivation other than like absorbing energy. And another Tired. boy in a boy in blue shows up, and hey, fucking forget about it. Stop doing that. Don't stop grabbing uh, electrical cables. Grabbing those lights. To which Max like flips a truck over him, like a a, a dump truck or something over him, uh, which summons a fleet of cop cars immediately because that's how these movies always work. And the b- barriers are suddenly put up, and there are people like watching this fight. Alrighty, this this happens very fast. Like in real life, if there was a thing like this, cops would be like, "Go away." Get out yeah, of please. here. But like there's this scene and then there's the scene at the very end of the movie where there's like just massive dangerous battles where people could get fucking killed. Mm-hmm. And the people are just sitting behind barriers watching them like, like wow. It, it it looks like the police like set up the barriers there and they're like charging tickets for people it's to watch. So weird. Come see Spider-Man. Everybody come see the Spider-Man. Hot dog, five dollar, five dollar hot dog. <laughs> hot dogs, but a Spider-Man fight. So um, Max sees himself on all like the TV monitors across Times Square. He's all over the news. And he had remarked to Gwen earlier in the movie, like seeing Spider-Man on TV. He was like, wow, imagine that. And now he's seeing himself in the same position, but as a villain. But it is like the the attention he's craved his his whole life. That's that's as deep as this character gets. Yes. Uh, His emotions keeps like muttering under his breath. Like they see see me. He's pointing at the TV. They see me. That's me. You're looking at me. That's me on the TV. See me. And he, and he becomes, I'm Jamie he becomes like Jamie evil. Fox. He decides to become evil because all the cameras switch to Spider-Man. And he's like, I'm evil now. His yeah, his emotions like explode, literally uh, triggering a wave. It just occurred to me that flips uh, more elect- squad cars. Elect- Electro's motivations in this movie are the same as Ellen DeGeneres's motivations in real life. <laughs> <laughs> The camera's not on me. Quick, kill everyone. Oh my god. Okay. This scene, this scene, I have to mention. Uh this is the this is the scene with the worst music I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like this like tech there's like this dubstep beat. Uh and Very there's like vocal. There's vocals. There's vocals in the score of a Spider-Man movie and they're saying words. It's not like choir fingers like oh, he lied to me. He shot at me. He hates on me. It's so fucking dumb. It's like why it's... would you put this in a score of a movie? He lied to me. He shot at me.
Um, the per- the person, one, or at least one of the people who are responsible for that song specifically in the score, yeah, uh, is a guy named Alvin Risk, whose God. name I only recognize um, because he did a collab with Skrillex the same year this movie came out. Mm-hmm. A song called "Try It Out." God, yeah. It, this th- you remember last episode, uh, Alex, when we were talking about dubstep Spider Man. This is yeah. the dubstep Spider Man. You want it's dubstep Spider Man. It's the it's it's the guy who worked with Skrillex to make the song. I'ma try it out. I'ma try it oh, out. Okay. God, I want to put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> I hate this welcome, movie. Welcome back to 2014. <sighs> yeah, did you miss it? 2014, not, everybody. Not God, the the darkest of times. At at first, um, Max seeing his uh hero Spider Man seems to improve his mental state. Uh, Spider-Man tries to talk him down a bit and begs the police snipers to to lay off, stay out of this. Uh, but of course, just like in the first movie, after everyone's like, don't shoot, literally one guy shoots, as always, uh, setting him off. At... Police, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, the only valid boy in blue. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I gotta say RoboCop is valid, too. That goes without saying, though. RoboCop is also valid. We talked about that last episode. RoboCop is valid. <laughs> uh, Max is, uh, his inner dialogue kind of goes into overdrive when the crowd starts rallying behind Spider-Man. Uh, it's like, you're so selfish. It's like, what the fuck? He becomes convinced that he's been betrayed, and he grabs some electrical cables and jacks them into his chest and starts sucking electricity into his body. And this just, it's so goofy. I've talked about this before, but a lot of the villains in a lot of these movies, even in some of the Raimi movies, have just like a weird motivation problem. Like they don't have clearly set goals that they want to achieve. No, it's not like, at all. Uh, he I think the to... only ones I can think of are like Dr. Octopus has a clearly defined goal. Uh, Sandman, Venom. That's really it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J. Jonah the, Jameson. The lizard. The lizard has a clearly defined goal, but even then it's just kind of he's suddenly evil. It, it's it's a difference between or villains not having a clearly defined goal and villains that have a goal, but the goal is stupid. Yes. <laughs> like turning everybody in New York into a lizard. Or making my exactly. or making my big son. I want to do it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> my robot because my robot arms told me to. Huh, I had a physical proof that my math is wrong, but what if I do it bigger? Yeah, what if I what if I do it again, but bigger? Times <laughs> two. Hmm. So at this point, uh Times Square has gone dark and uh Electro sends a blast of power that, that tears a lot of the block to shreds. Electro's power uh, cannot be contained. It it absolutely cannot be contained. I, I went out of my way to, to find that yesterday. I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote I wrote that in my notes. It's oh yeah, same. So fucking bad. I love the the everybody go check it out. There's there's an amazing Spider-Man 2 specifically like Tumblr blog. Yes, it's uh, a Tumblr made, page. And it it's I don't know who went to marketing college that ended up getting paid to run this blog, but by God, was that some easy money? Uh, oh some some real stinkers, some real some real gold nuggets on there. Uh, look it up if if Tumblr is still a functioning platform in the year you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to the blog right now. Um, Electro uh, sends lightning bolts into the into the crowd and levitates on electromagnetic force and just does general like whoop-de-doo i can shoot lightning shit 
Uh, the, the last, sorry, the last post on the Amazing Spider-Man Tumblr blog is a news article about uh, Tom Holland and John Watts being cast. <laughs> and they were just like, "Okay, we're just gonna drop this." It's just a, it's just a random, unrelated picture of a drawing of Spider-Man, and it's like, with Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios find their Spider-Man star and director. Yeah. It's like, oh well. They fired that intern, and he forgot the password. So now that's oh, shit forever. Um, Spider-Man sprays Electro with a fire hose, uh, disrupting his power and sending him plummeting down to the earth. Uh, I like I like, I, I like that Spider-Man like fucked off for like a full minute while Electro's destroying the block, only yeah. to come back with a fire hose and a fire fireman's hat. It's a very New York solution. They just they yeah. like him now, I guess. It it. it it well, it struck me as like very like almost Deadpool in nature. Yeah, the fact that he just kind of just went off and just decided to do a funny bit. Yeah, he put he put a funny hat on. It's like that just shows me you don't care. And mm-hmm. he pretends like he People holds a fire hose like a gun. People are dying in the street right now, Peter. Electric's power can't be contained. However, Electric, yeah, didn't you hear, Peter? <laughs> it can't don't be contained. Don't you Peter. know? We're running on a time frame, Peter. Come on. Contrary to popular belief, uh, at this point, Electro's power is contained, and he is uh, oh good. He's he's taken to to secret experiment jail. Um, glancing at his at his fucked up web shooter, uh, Peter becomes consumed with with. <laughs> the, I'm so sorry. The phrasing of this of this the synopsis I'm using. I, I, I gave it a once over cursory glance before we, we, we did this episode, but I didn't see this sentence. Glancing at his busted web shooter, Peter becomes consumed with solving the mystery of his parents' disappearance. <laughs> oh, that happens later. <laughs> that, that does happen, because he has to figure out how to get his web shooters. But, like, just everything in this movie, fucking everything ties back He's to consumed it. with the mystery of solving his parents' who fucking gives a shit these movies are awful meanwhile harry is sitting in his cavernous office uh listening to news coverage and fiddling with the drive his father left him uh he feels an itch on his neck and scratches it and somehow the drive pricks his finger is is that is that what happens i don't know but i the newscaster calls spider-man the web crawler which is weird yeah yeah he's the web slinger or the wall crawler you know or the Crawler. the wall slinger the 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 the, the... <laughs> oh my god did we skip over the for you scene no 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 that comes here in a moment okay because there's there's also a montage scene where uh peter's like wearing like scuba gear trying to get his webs to okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to skip the for you scene oh believe me buddy at first i thought you were talking about like bane for you and i was like what the for you about? but then i remembered i i groaned so hard we'll get there we'll oh get God. there oh, okay so somehow uh this flash drive like has a little like stealthy prick finger device in it and it, it cuts harry and it falls on the desk and and it causes a reaction with the desktop display and just starts spitting out information about secret battle armor. <laughs> it's, so it's just a. It's, just a it's not even. A, it's not a. It's not a USB drive. It's just a a metal square that he gave him, and it didn't it explain how to use back. it. You just put it on the desk, and suddenly all of the comp- It's a computer desk, and that it's a desk that is literally a computer. Yeah. Uh, just, so he, just, he puts it on, and then suddenly all these like secret files appear and shit. 
what if it had just been his dad's like fucked up porn stash or something? Oh my like, god, here, my hentai stash for you, son. <laughs> it's art. Avenge me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just one folder and you open it up. It's just an MP4 of like that video of like a birthday party where Spider-Man's twerking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two Spider-Man video like the, the, from all the vines with the ass clapping. Oh, oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, he he finds all this secret battle armor bullshit, which like, look, Raimi was fun and all, but like at least he just found it behind a mirror in a goblin cave. He didn't have to have a magic flash drive and drop it on a desk. And and then uh, he and, he, just, and he finds out that I hate having to say these words. And he finds out that like uh, Norman and Peter's dad uh, and Dick Parker. Were, were like working on spiders so they could like self heal or whatever. It's fucking stupid. They, they had some illicit spider experiments going on before they gassed them. Before Dick gassed them, I guess. Um, Peter is experimenting with ways to electroproof his electronic web shooters by watching YouTube videos. I and... actually kind of like this scene because I like Peter tinkering with his web shooters. I think it's fun. Something, uh, but I don't like the fucking EDM music they play. Something that oh, happened no. between movies because he Google's and uses YouTube in this movie. Oh my god, yeah, because he he binged a lot of shit in the last movie. You no, know, he went out of his way to bing in the first movie, but he absolutely uses Google in this one, which makes me think like, did did uh, the director and and Andrew Garfield like see everyone go haha bing and go like okay next script? PS4 next came script. out and Microsoft and did Sony wanted to distance themselves from Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go is this where for you happens or is that later still? Uh, no 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 not yet yeah i think it's after because this. um okay i because, won't i won't um, remember exactly when because i was like i'm i'm already blocking this movie out of my uh <laughs> out of my oh, yeah. long-term memory <laughs> um, it's it's P- peter's messing with his web shooters and then it cuts to like the next day and he's like a, up asleep in the rafters and harry calls him yeah oh wait wait, wait. sorry I, I don't mean to jump around so much uh, I think it's after after the electro fight. Then it's the four you scene. Then it's Harry, and then he tinkers with his web shooters. That could be it. I think anyway, that's how it is. That is the most like generic. The, the fact that none of us know for sure says volumes about this movie. What and how, band about even how, is that? What band even is that? Philip Phillips. Fucking. I. I All right. Let's let's talk, let's talk about the four you scene right now. <laughs> let's just get it out of the All way. All right. Let's well, get it out of the way. Wherever it is, here it is. Uh, it's already it's, it's, always, it's always weird when you stick an established song in the middle of a movie like this, but like, there's so much you could have had, and like, it's not even I, like a good song. No, it, it's like, a, it's, it's like I a would go as far as to say song. it's one of the worst songs. It's a horrible song. It, it's like so a goddamn, for, so <laughs> it's like a community college local commercial song. Yeah, it's not, so it's for, not for a, it's not a middle of your Spider-Man movie song. For for context. <laughs> Peter comes back from the electro fight uh, and he's like staring at his busted web shooter. So yeah, it's before he fixes his web shooter. Uh, he stares at it and he's like, he's determined to solve the mystery of his parents and he moves his desk out of the way, puts his he- earphones in, and he listens to this awful, awful song as he's like making this gigantic wet, uh, thing of like red tape and like trying to connect things to his parents. Yeah, he, he's trying to like f- solve the mystery, and it's it's just the worst song I've ever heard in my life. It's it's, it's really bad. It's truly emblematic of how fucking awful this movie is. 
Yeah, at least he's not listening to Smiths. I, at least the Smiths are like good. <laughs> oh yeah, the Smiths are great. Um, but in researching this, because I had never even bothered to look into Philip Phillips like before this rewatch or whatever, and I just always thought to myself whenever I saw that name, and I was just like, oh, "That's a very stupid name for a band." It's one guy, and that's his real name. Oh. Philip Phillips is a man, an American singer, songwriter, and actor who won the eleventh season of American Idol. Hmm. Oh my! So he's an American God. Idol that guy. All my questions, actually. There you go. <laughs> like the, the photo on his Wikipedia page has Phillips at the Walmart sound check. Just so you know <laughs> the audience he's trying you to know you've made it. Remember when Cheap Trick <laughs> played at live at the Walmart? What? Whatever. Oh my god. Anyway, it's, uh, it's go, a Walmart go music. Your, go out to your he local record store and, and go buy the Amazing Spider-Man 2 soundtrack on CD. I have the Raimi 2 soundtrack, actually. I bought it at a thrift store because it had a Hoobastank song on it, and it made me laugh, so I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, back to this film. Uh, yes, Harry does indeed call Peter and say, hey, I'm dying, and I need your help. Come help me. Um... At Harry's office, uh, he's watching the video of Richard and Norman and all that, and they begin to talk about how the spiders might, uh, they might emerge in with human DNA to achieve miraculous cures, and uh, Harry is convinced that Spider-Man, and specifically Spider-Man's blood, will help him uh, find a cure, that that'll be the key to success. Uh, which For some reason, he just <laughs> freaks Peter the fuck out. Yeah, uh, he's like, he like he's like I know Spider-Man was bitten by a spider. How does he know this? Yeah, he says he like he outright is like uh, he was bitten by one of our spiders, an Oscorp spider. How do you know that? How does, does he know this? Whole, whole world just assume that because that's like a weird plot hole to just. Why does Harry it. assume that uh, he has Super self-healing safe. powers? Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of bad. I mean, Spider Spider Man does have self healing powers, but it's not like Wolverine or anything. Yeah, he doesn't no, have no, a dedicated no, 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 no. healing factor. He heals a little. Yeah, faster. he he heals a little faster than everybody else does. But like, he can't pop a bullet out of his forehead or anything. And they do the same thing that I hate that I've talked about before that I hate where because Peter takes pictures of Spider Man for the bugle, everyone's like, "Oh, you guys must be friends, right?" Everybody, I fucking yeah. hate when they do that. I it, it's too. it's pretty weird. Uh, it could work, but people just assume most of the time. Alongside this, meanwhile, uh, Gwen is looking through Oscorp files about Max Dillon, looking for info on him. Uh, she thinks that he's the electrical creature that attacks the city. Uh, and security agents, you know, watching over this, presiding over this, detect the file access and block it and trace it back to Gwen. We cut again back to Harry and Peter. There's a lot of cut back and forth in yeah. this movie. It's, it's yeah. edited just as strangely as the first one. The, the whole the whole Harry subplot where he's like, I'm fucking dying. I don't feel anything for Harry because yeah. I don't know him. He just he's, been in, yeah, exactly. he's been in this movie. Like the scenes with him in it have like made up like 10, 15 minutes of this movie. The problem, the problem is less with Harry and more with Peter because the Peter we have here isn't a strong enough Peter for us to care about this Harry being oh, well, he's just a friend from my childhood. Trust me. We don't have enough trust in this Peter. Yeah, we, we this is the fucking dickhead Peter. Peter. It's like, I don't give a shit. Initially, it kind of plays out because we don't know yet what uh, Peter's thought process is. So we know at a certain point he's like thinking, I can't give my blood to Harry because, you know, it, it could cause like side effects. We don't know. 
right. how my blood will react or whatever. But initially, because he's not saying anything, but he still has this reticence. So it's like Harry is just like, I need Spider-Man's blood to live. And Peter just has this look on his face like, I hate needles. No. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't know. He hates needle. Like he like he's trying to he just said he doesn't know Spider-Man. And yet he's trying to cover for Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? Huh? Yeah. Uh, he it, it's bizarre. It really is. Um, again, while this is happening, uh, the security people are kind of like halfway chasing Gwen, but not really. She's like dodging him around corners and you know, it, it's if it's, they really wanted her it's fucking another, dead, they could have if, if I can make the uh, if I can make the comparison again, like with the electro scene, it's another scene that evokes the matrix of when Neo's <laughs> being chased through the offices the by matrix scene. It really is the same thing. Oh my god. Fucking beautiful. And so Peter Peter bumps into Gwen and says, like, what are you doing here? It's like Gwen works here. You know this. Yeah, what are you doing here, asshole? <laughs> Your dad's dead. What are you doing here? Oh, well, both their dads are dead. Anyway, oh um, there's a lot of dead dads. They they quickly uh, hide in a broom closet, and uh, they have a do they have a they have a brief conversation about like England and everything, right? They yeah. uh, little conversation about shit. They kiss and attempt to exit the building. Gwen gets in an elevator and meets Harry. Uh, Harry figures out that this is the Gwen who is in a relationship with Peter. Which is like... <laughs> Not like a whole lot of other people named Gwen out there. Yeah, there's the one Gwen in New York City. You know, Gwen. Uh, yeah, Gwen. The Gwen. An exterior shot of the Ravencroft Institution, which... Oh my god. <laughs> done so dirty in this movie. Um, where, where Dylan has been collected and jailed. Uh, not not a good place, not a benevolent place. Doctor, how does Ele- how does Electro not drown in that pool that he's in? Uh, be- because his power can't be contained. Catch yeah. up. He's he's face down in the water with no oxygen, and he's fucking just sitting there. Yeah, because he's Doctor Kafka's just in the corner. Like, don't worry, his power cannot be contained. Yeah, it's like a fucking. <laughs> I, I I know Doctor Kafka is an actual character from the comics. I had to look that up last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's right. I fucking I don't know. He's like some evil German mad scientist thrown into this movie for no reason. Yeah, I want to say he's in, like in the comics. Isn't Doctor Kafka a female? I isn't Doctor Kafka so. a woman in the comics? I'm looking it. I'm looking it up right now. Probably in at least one iteration. It is a woman. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Well, not in this movie. It's got to be a scary man. You gotta have a scary man. <laughs> gotta have one scary man per Spider-Man movie. Uh, after a few attempts to uh, assess the limit of his powers, uh, Dylan christens himself Electro. Uh, <laughs> Such a dumb name. We, we get another a scheming Oscorp executive uh, who... The, the, it's the same guy that, uh, that, that's been fucking with Harry this whole time uh, that doesn't like him. Uh, yeah, the, cor- the evil corporate bad guy. He he commands that that this shut down and Electro is placed back in the neutralizing water chamber. Why does shocking Electro hurt him if he's made of electricity? Uh, why does slapping you with a steak hurt if you're made of meat, man? What shit? You got me there. <laughs> if I walked right up to you and slapped you with a T-bone, it would hurt, even though you're made of meat. That's right. Yeah. This is a weird simile. I'm I was gonna. I. 
Electro's power can't be contained. What can I tell you? This is how the podcast works. (laughs) Electro's power can't be contained. Back at Peter's house. Moving on. Electro's power cannot be contained. (laughs) Back at Peter's house. Uh, Aunt May is is sitting in the midst of Peter's little crazy person uh, web about his parents. <laughs> it's, fucking, uh, like, it's like the, it's like the scene in Always Sunny when he's got all the fucking like yeah. shit labeled up for Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> hey, Carol! Carol! <laughs> Dick Parker! Dick Parker! Every thought it's boxes full of Dick Parker. No Dick Parker, Peter. Um. He after all these years, he's finally like, "Tell me the truth," and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you the truth." Uh, she she begins to like ramble about how he was dropped off with no explanation, uh, how frustrated she was with everything, and and the fact that like government agents came around and called Dick Parker a traitor. Uh, it didn't make sense to to anybody. Um, and the and the and the best part about this scene. I remember when I watched the scene in February where Aunt May gives her like speech about how like you're my boy. Uh, I liked that scene when I watched yeah. it the first time, but now looking back at it, watching it again, Todd. it sucks. It Todd. sucks. It's written really weirdly, and it doesn't serve any relevance to the plot or Peter's character arc. If you can even ha- say Peter has a character arc in this movie, no. And it, like it, all it does is just make us think that his parents are bad, and then like fifteen minutes later, it's revealed they were good. It, what's yeah. what's what fuck this, this movie? Serves, what this scene serves to do is remind you that Aunt May and Peter have a great relationship, and remind you that you can view that in any other medium, but not this movie. Exactly. There you go. That's about the perfect <laughs> summation of that entire scene. Just because the the whole purpose of that scene is antithetical to like all other Aunt May scenes in all media because Aunt May's the one espousing advice, giving wisdom to Peter. And in this one it's like Aunt May like constantly needs reassurance yeah. that she's the one parental figure that Peter can look up to. It's like Aunt May in this movie, Sally Field really needs to see a therapist. Yeah. And I hope sure. she finds one. For sure. She's gonna snap and, like they they get everybody wrong in this movie. It's like a it's machine gun fire. They're fucking up everybody's <laughs> character arcs. The amazing Spider-Man. Um, May also mentions that Richard had a very normal routine of taking the D train to work every morning at 7 a.m. and coming home at 6 p.m., which I hope he's getting some fucking salary for an 11-hour day with commute. That's some shit for science. All for spiders. Uh, <laughs> All for spiders. <laughs> We cut again to Harry's house and he looks he looks like Dane DeHaan, but he looks he looks rough. Uh, Spider-Man drops in to explain, hey, I'm not going to give you my blood. Uh, It it could have deadly side effects, you know, because I'm Spider-Man. Harry doesn't really seem to care all that much. Uh, He wants the blood no matter like what the cost. Uh, It's very one dimensional. I did. He feels like like Charles. Give me the power. You know what I mean. I I need it. Yeah. Uh, the the motives behind Peter and Harry are like so like weird and half baked. Like you could theoretically like in your head string together like okay Harry really wants to wants Spider Man's blood like right now just because you could even though it's not explicitly stated in the dialogue you could like surmise that. 
maybe Harry just wants to run some tests. Maybe he wants to figure it out on on his own. Maybe he wants to, you know, find out if the blood is like the be all end all or not or anything like that. But none of that is explicitly stated in the dialogue shared between Harry and Spider-Man. So it just sounds like, no, dude, I want your blood in me right now. Right now, you know, let's go. I've like, got the needle and everything. And you, could make, and you could make the argument that Peter is like, tr- and like, they could have rewritten it. I know we were talking about like, we didn't want to talk about trying to rewrite this movie. But you could rewrite it as Peter doesn't want to give the blood because he's afraid that it might, like, they might do like DNA testing and like it reveals who he is. Like that. that That's also another thing that I thought of. That yeah. could work. That could definitely work. But they're just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, what I think is like, no, I don't wanna. If if leave me alone. A, if Harry was really as crazy as he's supposed to be at this point, and B, if he really wanted that blood, all it takes is pulling a surprise gun on Spider Man and shooting until he like grazes him. And oh, look at that! You've got Spider Man blood all over your couch. You know what I mean? What is he gonna do? Call the cops? Hey, it's me, Spider Man. That guy you hate. This guy tried to shoot me. Like. Just, just go full Osborne with it. Harry. I go fucking next. hate this movie. <laughs> anyway, I, think uh, I wrote in my notes that I think would, is a good thing to bring up here. Like I, I was thinking about saving it for the end, but maybe I should bring it up here. Um, like the entire time I was writing notes on this movie, um, I thought to myself, I, I need to police my own tone here because I don't want to come off in this podcast sounding like cinema sins or the nostalgia critic. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, they should have done this. But then it like occurred to me that every one of those half-baked, like jokey, satirical, like criticisms they have, they're barely functioning criticisms that either one of those properties have can land on this movie with precision. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you could have like these criticisms of a movie that are everyone knows that they're just not it's not good film criticism it's not good but because this movie is so half-baked itself everything lands it just works it just works (laughs) it just works uh the nostalgia critic's not a sex offender but he really sucks so just an asterisk on the list Uh, you know yeah just an asterisk we don't need to add to the tally uh yeah like you can like it's hard to like cinema sins dock points for like really stupid reasons for a movie like spider-man 2 or like homecoming because those are like good movies but with this because it's so like completely like corporate bullshit it's like i don't fucking care who gives a shit it's fractured at the foundational level because every area of production from like you know the executives at sony to the acting choices to the music choices to the character design, everything has a flaw in it, and it's very apparent. And I, like, I guess the, I, I would talk about this later on when we do our uh, our, our personal feelings about the movie, but like I don't even give a shit. Uh, there are lots of people out there who like these movies, this one and the second one, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for them because uh, I can absolutely understand loving this movie and then just having a bunch of people, a bunch of assholes like us coming around and shitting on it. Uh, But if you like these movies and you find something really that really captures you in them, that's great. I'm really happy for you. It just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Or, and I'll I'll kind of espouse like my feelings on it a little bit later too. 
yeah. like as far as my feelings on the movie because because i'm not a hundred percent negative on the movie but i will say just just for right now before we get to the end that uh, i do feel a whole lot of negativity against the people who on youtube on the scene the scene with the gone 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 the philip philip scene who go this scene is such an emotional moment like down in the comments i do hate those people i just want to make that clear <laughs> i do if you like the gone 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 scene you're irredeemable trash i hate that you. that's that's where i draw the line <laughs> you're done oh my god you're, you're my power cannot you're be both so valid you're so valid no more uh, movies for you <laughs> So uh, Spider-Man abandons Harry here. He he says, fuck you, you get no blood, and he runs out. He actually stays on the ledge and listens behind for a minute to to uh, to uh, Harry going, oh, Spider-Man, you're a fraud, and flipping tables. Uh, you're a fraud, Spider-Man! The Hans Oscar scene, I guess. Um, from here... It's he- very clearly, like, 80-yard... It's not even. That's, yeah, I fucking love that line. You're a fraud. Spidey throws the table over. It's so funny. <laughs> He's so mad. Oscar scene for real. Best best freak out. Um, despite... MTV Movie Award best freak out. <laughs> Dane DeHaan and the Amazing Spider Man Two. Thank you. You're a fraud. I'd love to accept this award. I'm Dane DeHaan. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Gwen is heading to her scholarship interview, which uh, Peter interrupts uh, and says a bunch of really dumb, embarrassing, embarrassing, stupid stuff. And Peter's such a fucking her. selfish prick in this movie. Yeah, he, he, he really is. He's I, so out of character. One, one compliment I'll give this movie. This movie did get one genuine laugh out of me. One intentional, genuine laugh. And that is when that scene begins and Gwen's walking down like an alleyway. And Peter, and Peter just swings in, in and not in hits the wall. Hits the wall. That part genuinely hilarious. That is really funny. I'm really bummed yes. to say I don't remember that part. Yeah, like Gwen is like oh. walking down the street trying to walk into the building where the the Oxford interview is, and Peter is like, "Whoa!" And he fucking swings right into the Swim. wall. It's really funny. How sad! And they just sad completely, that immediately composes. That that sucks. Um. Peter, he goes home, uh, his heart broken despite wishing Gwen uh, luck at the interview. He he takes his frustration out on his crazy person web. Uh, most people take those things down when they have like a breakthrough or clarity or they solve whatever they're going through. He's, he's just having a bad day, so he fucking rips the shreds. Um, he throws... What does he throw that Richard owned? Was it, it's was a it calculator. calculator. It's uh, like a Texas Instruments, like a TI-80 calculator. calculator. Calculator is full of subway tokens. It's filled with Spanish gold doubloons. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a running theme in any Spider-Man. The gold doubloons, they're <laughs> fucking everywhere. There's the gold doubloons in Spider-Man 2, there's these, and then in Spider-Man 2 MCU, he goes to Europe, which has Spain. So it all which has Spain, exactly. Spain. It's all connected. That's that's what's gonna be in the third spot. That's how they're gonna get to the multiverse, is the gold doubloons. Mm-hmm. They're the they're the tokens that you they're have the to tokens. Act. The gold doubloons, the gold doubloons power cannot be contained. It can't be contained. <laughs> um, this this causes Peter to remember what May said about Richard taking the D train regularly, um, which, which prompts him to like investigate that area, the uh, the, the D train Roosevelt thing. Uh, <laughs> I love the I love that scene because the first thing he does is just he just he just Google's Roosevelt. Yeah, just 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 Roosevelt. No additions or anything. He just Google's Roosevelt. He's a scientist, not a historian, Lex. We can't all have. (laughs) He's like, 
big history brain like you. It's like, uh, President Roosevelt. Uh, uh he invented. <laughs> so funny. The was he the one that got stuck in the bathtub? That he he doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> he, um, he's the one that like served two terms, but like not consecutively. So he, like, <laughs> like, gets, he gets confused with like really obscure presidents. No, he the emancipation. He's, he's the guy with like the stovetop hat and like the weird beard, right? <laughs> he he, he one, was the right? one who died of pneumonia after that speech he gave. Yeah, he was that one. <laughs> he, Roosevelt uh, is that Washington? George Washington is that the guy? George Washington Roosevelt. He um after googling all of these terms separately and then together like you do, he learns about the uh, the secret subway station along the D line that was used to transport the sickly President Roosevelt. Um, Roosevelt also being the the handle of the person or entity that Richard was trying to send data to at the beginning. So oh mm, mystery, unless it was actually President Roosevelt who was very dead. <laughs> He um, has a he has a secret uh, data server hidden inside of Roosevelt's grave. You can run Doom on it. <laughs> Back at Oscorp, uh, Harry is in a, a drunken fit, which is always like appropriate for the character, I guess. Um, of course, he is. Felicia's there. Out. He's now sure that his fate is sealed because the spiders were destroyed. But even though he's got like thirty years until he dies. <laughs> Oh, these next 30 years are going to be full of nothing but money and drugs and women, and I'm going to hate it. And I'm going to turn into a goblin at the very end. But <laughs> the very end. Like, okay, maybe you'll get over it, dude. Maybe, maybe you'll get over it. Maybe you'll be in Valerian. It's no, it's no less deadly than fine. the common cold. You won't, you won't like Felicia just comes in and is like, dude, it's just allergies. Get over it. <laughs> Felicia, no, just straight up comes in and is like, uh, we have spider venom, actually. You know. By the oh way. yes, I overheard this conversation. They're having they have spider venom in their secret wing. We kept a bucket <laughs> of it on standby. De, 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 Deus ex Felicia. Um. Okay. From there, why is Felicia Hardy in this movie? I don't know. No idea. I don't know. I don't know why they made Felicia Hardy. Norman Osborn's secretary. They just didn't care. <laughs> if if you try to examine the minutia of like why they did X to Y character at any given point in this movie, you're just gonna go down a rabbit hole that you'll never emerge from. It's best to just take it at face value. Fuck it, take gives a shit. Take it on the chin and just like absorb the pain like Keanu Reeves <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> just keep going. In the Matrix, Alex, I know you talked about Black Cat. Uh, what what is your, what is your hot what is your immediate hot take on uh, Felicity Jones as Black Cat? I I like Felicity Jones as an actress. I think she has I think she has the range, but I don't think she looks anything like the Black Cat like I picture in my head. Um, Do you have a Black Cat in mind? Not really. Um, you know you know I love my alternate casting. Um, of course, if you pressed me about it. Jeez, I I really am not up to date on my modern actresses. Uh, yeah. I it doesn't help that no movies happened this year. <laughs> um, it would have to be somebody with with like physicality that I believe could like do a flip. I she doesn't necessarily have to be like the giant boobied weird thing that she is in a lot of like older weird things. She, it's 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 bizarre the the she is she's a you know inherently semi-sexual character but they 
there's some weird ass art of Black Cat that just does not make any sense. And that's with Spider-Man proportions and art I'm talking about, too. Yeah. But regardless of that, uh, it would have to be in the same sense that, you know, I, I only buy I buy all the actors that play Spider-Man because they like I, I buy them as having the physicality of being able to perform like Spider-Man esque stunts. I don't know. My list of actresses, it drops even further from actresses to actresses that can do a flip. And I would believe because like, <laughs> you know what I mean? so actresses I, that could do a flip. Maybe if we if you press me next week, I might have an answer. But damn, that that is something to know. think on because they'd have to do it right someday. Maybe. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off track. Yeah, we absolutely are, but that's fine. That's is, this movie has no track. We have. To I'd already it. know this episode's going to be really fucking long. So who gives a shit? It's all good. Yeah, we're we're ne- we're we're in the third act now. I'd say we're getting near it now that Harry is yeah. is freaking out. Harry is uh, accessing those files on his computer, and he he gets set up. As a matter of fact, um, he watches the electro footage just as the Minkin dude bur- bursts into his office, and he's like, "Hey, this guy, he covered up electro. Kill him. Fire him. Get him <laughs> out of here." Uh, yeah, he gives like a cartoon supervillain speech. He's like, "You little wretch, you'll die alone, and nobody will care about you." It's like, what the fuck is this? A Captain Planet villain? Yeah, no, it, it's very much. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh my god! At this time, Peter is in the subway tunnels looking for his dad's lab. Uh, he discovers the Roosevelt uh, station and activates a switch with a token. As you know. Yeah, he's not even looking for his lab. He's just looking for something there. <laughs> and he finds it. Uh, gradually, the, there's a big CGI thing, and the, the track <sighs> opens up to reveal a subterranean like lab car. that like, secret like, underground yeah. train in a Spider-Man movie. Well, yep. And all of his dad's research but, but, is still there. Just, yeah, just and there. Presumably that train's been underground for years and years, and yet nothing inside the train has dust or cobwebs on it. It's New York City, baby. New nobody, York. nobody okay. has no, nobody has noticed it. It's just, just my... it's it's all good. It's just there. It's the plot. Don't worry about it. It's it's computers. We gotta get ready for the worst part of the movie. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, Richard Parker. Uh, he he recorded that that video all those years ago. Uh, the file download when when all that occurred. Richard's video explains that Norman's uh, nefarious deeds. Well, uh, he was he was up to shady shit. Norman was wanting to what was he warfare with the spiders, even though they were a healing thing. It's not it's not explained very well. He wanted he wanted he to was, do he, like weird evil military shit with just genetic cross species genetics in general. I guess okay. I don't know. He wanted a goblin army. I guess. Uh. But Richard was like, oh, that sounds weird and kind of fascist. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let you make spider people or anything like that. So um, is this the part where Peter gets to see the video? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where he, his dad says, Peter, you're the most important thing to me, which is like, OK, I guess. Now, do we, can we finally move on, please? But it doesn't matter because there's something else that Norman doesn't know. The human DNA that I implanted in the spiders was my own. Which means that without me, without my bloodline, Oscorp can never replicate or continue my experiments. 
heat electro integrated with 400 milligrams of sodium biopentac and phenobarb. I have destroyed as much as possible from the archives, but I didn't have time to kill all of the spiders, so as a scientist, my choice is very clear now. I have to disappear, I have to get as far away from here as I can, but as a father, it means I may not see my boy again, and um, nothing is as important to me as my son, Peter. Nothing in this world. But I have a responsibility to protect the world from what I've created and to protect him from what I know Osborne is capable of. And oh my God, this is the worst part of this movie. It's not like a scene that's horrible or like a dialogue that's poorly written. It's just that his dad is like, to make this venom work, I used my own DNA, implying that it would only work as long as my bloodline was still mm-hmm. alive. Nothing would be safe. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Peter's dad implies in this movie that Peter was destined to become Spider-Man. If, if not yeah. that he was destined, that Peter was the only person that could Who have, could have become Sp- Spider-Man, which is... Which is... I think I guess you can I've seen tons of really I, I, having talked about Spider-Man on the internet there I've seen lots of really dumb arguments about oh. this shit. Oh yeah. I've I've seen like truly incredibly extremely online moronic arguments about the MCU movies, about the Raimi movies, blah 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 blah. But no matter what your opinion on any of these is, this this scene is probably the most egregious misunderstanding of Spider-Man as a character I've ever seen. That it, what, what really strikes me is that the ultimate run where Miles Morales was introduced, I want to say was already happening at this point. Uh, yes. They do a lot. They say there's, oh no, there's only one Spider-Man. They say that multiple times in this movie. Uh and then we get this scene said, no, only Peter could have been Spider-Man. And it's really weird to me that, that, that they flipped so hard in getting it six years, or not, well, maybe even like four years from the time of the release of this movie to the whole anyone can wear the mask thing. It's such yeah, a... because that was the whole point from the fucking beginning. Fucking exactly. It was the whole point from the beginning was that it's, Spider-Man was supposed to be... Literally anybody could have been Spider-Man. It'd be interesting for You could see yourself in Spider-Man's see shoes. see yourself in Spider-Man. If That's the whole so- point of it. And so by doing this, they're just like, nah, fuck you. This is awful. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really does a disservice to it. Because if, if this was some fresh, new, made-up character, sure, make that part of sure, his Sure, who, who cares? But this is literally the guy that... This is the, Spider-Man's like a Joseph Campbell like hero myth figure at this point. He's, Essentially, yeah. He's, he's that kind of person he's 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 a luke skywalker he's a harry potter you know what i mean he's he's along that like central line kind of thing yeah spider-man is a character you're supposed to be able to see yourself in absolutely Uh, and and i can you know you can to that it's yeah and the movies that come before this and the movies that come after this do great jobs at that at making peter parker a relatable character yeah, uh, that you can see yourself in, but these movies are just like, no, <laughs> mm, no. no. I also think yeah, that that comes back around to the approach that they, the filmmakers, took to film it. Going back to the point where there's two scenes in this movie where audiences are behind barriers, just watching Spider-Man do things. <laughs> I think that's literally supposed to be a surrogate for the audience at home watching. 
you are not Spider-Man. You are not living through his experiences in this story. And it's you're just sitting on the sidelines absorbing it. That's a that's a really good way of putting it. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, And there's like that kid at the end who Mm -hmm. like was dressed Mm -hmm. up as Spider-Man, and I guess that's supposed to be like, oh hey, look, anybody could be Spider-Man. And then the real (laughs) Spider-Man just shows up and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. Woo! No, get out of here, kid. Yeah, Only me. It could be Spider-Man. All right, you get behind the barrier again. Okay, they got hot dogs back there. Don't worry about it. I they fucking got hot dogs. They got Gamma Cool. I fucking hate this movie. Oh, I know. We all do. This is the point I wanted us to get to. Just the raw, so, untapped it's rage. Awful. While Peter is having his little My Daddy Loves Me moment with the laptop, uh, Harry is at Ravencroft, and he breaks in to meet with Electro. Uh somehow he's got like ninja solid snake abilities and steals a taser from a guard and tases two guards. Uh, don't know what boarding school taught him that. Uh, yeah. Dane DeHaan, who looks like he's maybe 50 pounds soaking wet. Uh, yeah. T- takes down two arm armed security guards. Yeah. <laughs> really quickly. It's like, what are, the fuck? That are guarding a serious serious military grade like fucking scientific asset like king kong level threat jesus christ taser this like heroin addict looking guy takes him out um alex you remember in the last episode when i talked about how like we got to spider-man going like to the sewer layer and i was just like i've completely checked out of the movie by this point this is officially checked out of this movie now yeah, absolutely. And we're we're at like the I, I'd say we're eighty percent done. If I had to, if I had to, yeah, we're nearly done somewhere. But this last twenty percent, oh boy, <laughs> oh, it's like it's like when you're eating a sandwich and you don't like it, but you know you're gonna finish it. Yeah, it's like when you get to the very end of a hot dog, and like yeah, like, uh, 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 well, it, it's filling, whatever. Uh. So here, this is the movie. This is the movie equivalent of the pretzel dog at Sonic. Mm. <laughs> there you go. This That's my review. Hot dog water. The movie. <laughs> Harry races through Ravencroft, uh, activating a fire alarm just to you know further you know get. Dress- he dresses up in scrubs like he's playing fucking Hitman. Yeah, it's uh, Hitman Five. The next movie coming out next month, starring oh, Dane DeHaan as Agent Forty Seven. Ugh. Sure, why not? Zack Snyder presents. <laughs> Harry, Zack Snyder presents. Harry, he he takes off the disguise and enters the chamber where uh, Electra is being held. He ends Electra's sedation and uh, bargains with him to take Oscorp down for him because he needs him. And Electra says like seven times, like, you need me? You need me? <laughs> you need me? You, oh, Harry I- Osborne, need me, Electro? Dane DeHaan, not a good actor in this movie, but his acting in this scene in particular makes me laugh because he's just like, I need you, Max. I need you. I need like, you. One, he's like one step away from being like, Max, I love you. Dane DeHaan is literally only famous because he kind of looks like David Bowie. Dane, De- Dane DeHaan looks like, uh, I think it was, I saw this in a Tumblr post a while ago, but it's like, he looks like he has, he's like an 18th century uh, dandy who has like fucking tuberculosis. Yeah, he looks sick. Does. He looks the, sickly in, all the, the time. Same way that, like Timothy Chalamet looks like a haunted ventriloquist puppet. Yeah. Dane DeHaan looks like an anime OC version of Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, good. That is good. That, and that you is- know, Alex, I've talked about my in my head fan cast. 
Uh, oh, yes. I would probably have Timothy Chalamet be Harry Osborne because it would work. No, absolutely. I completely. Oh, it'd have to be the right Norman is the thing. He was in yeah. that movie with Steve Carell yeah. about drug addiction. How about Steve Carell as Norman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Chalamet is his Harry. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, why not? The difference is that Chalamet is a good actor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's let's see Dune, baby. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> Dune time, baby. Get that vaccine in me so I can go see Dune in theaters. Please, for the love of get God. the Dune, I don't, get the I, Dune drug in me. Get the Nolan. Dune vaccine. I want Christopher Nolan to come kill me in my own bed because I saw it on HBO Max and he found out about it. That guy is pissed. <laughs> Fucking uh, Nolan. It, oh, I meant to say Vinyuv. Goddamn, they're both pissed. Then you yeah, whatever making it, but they're both furious. Yeah, I got my my fucking my artists mixed up. <laughs> my my, my artists. My, my Kino man. Jesus. Uh, anyway, at, at the end of all this, Electro uh, exacts revenge on Doctor Kafka by putting him in the in the the science tank before escaping with Harry. Yeah, he breaks uh, out, and he has he, shorts on now. Yeah, he's got some some cool shorts. Uh, he just materializes the shorts. shorts. Um, Peter, the iconic shorts, those iconic booty shorts that say "juicy" on the back. <laughs> the titular shorts on the left and right cheek. Uh, Peter is leaving the subway station now and receives a voicemail from Gwen. She has been accepted to Oxford and is already heading to the airport to avoid a face-to-face goodbye. And we get Peter in some frankly hilarious New York streetwear coming out of this tunnel, making the Peter face. Uh, I've 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 realized now that Gwen has like nothing to do in this movie. No, nothing. She's she has no. nothing to do but be smarter than Peter. Like in the last movie, like she played an instrumental role in the third act, and she and like that it was good. It was good writing. But then now it's just like her whole point is just to argue with Peter and then go to Oxford. Gwen's only purpose in this movie is to die. Yes. Just get us to the point. Just hurry up. Come on. Time's wasting. Get him. Kill Gwen Stacy. Come on. They could have done something interesting, like have her live and have her be Peter's romantic partner for the series. And that would have been interesting. That would have been nice. But no. It would have subverted audiences' expectations of that character. Exactly. Especially up to that point where she's literally in the suit that she dies in in the comics and she keeps bringing up life and death for some reason. I don't it know. It would have been an interesting use of a character. Like if they had her in the outfit and they had her fall and then she lived, they'd be like, whoa, but no, yeah, no that would have been yep. interesting, which is why they didn't do it. Um, <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> honestly, it doesn't even, matter. we chose not to be interesting as a goof because we're Sony. It doesn't even matter that she died in this one because it went nowhere. It, it, it all would have been for nothing either way. It, so it's I, I'm not. It's all fixed it. by the end of the movie. At a uh, at Oscorp, Electro kills Minkin's uh, security guard before Harry comes in and forces Minkin to grant him access to special projects. Uh, I always love that somehow Harry Osborn is winding up as the head of special projects in Spider-Man Two. Electro uh, has a funny a funny rubber suit now. Yeah, he he's wearing the funny suit. Um, it's got a, it's got lightning bolts on the arm. That's his Wait, iconic lightning it? bolts. Yeah, it has little lightning bolts on the arm. Like, just make it green oh, and yellow. Just, just like it. put some effort in. You were cute with the cake reference, but do it. Just come on, God. Uh, 
that, cake, that cake was green and yellow, wasn't it? Huh? Yeah, it was. I caught that. I, I oh yeah. I, I thought that was a fun little uh, put more effort into the fucking cake than the actual costume. Electro <laughs> <laughs> uh, Electro uh, dashes off to reclaim his uh, stolen power grid design to cripple the city. Meanwhile, down in Special Projects, uh, Harry has Mencken inject him at gunpoint with the spider venom cure, which sets off a painful transformation into the Green Goblin. He becomes a little goblin, man. I also like... uh, We're going to see this later uh, in the... I think at the end of this movie. Uh, Because there's not a post-credit scene in this movie. Uh... But this is this is the Sinister Six room. This is just where they have all the Sinister yep. Six shit, like Vulture's wings and Doctor Octopus's Dr. arms. They hang out. Rhino's yep. suit. This is it's all made by Oscorp, which is like such a weird decision to make. The guys that made Transformers yeah. made this man. You can't really. It's they and like I've said before in the past, Sony are really like super adamant about making a Sinister Six movie. But like, let's just all connect them to Oscorp is a weird thing to do. They've got a giant frozen Megatron down there in the, in the Sinister Six room. God. Um, but yeah, Minkin escapes, which I think was interesting. They don't kill that guy off. Uh, yeah, he just leaves. The, the bad corporate guy gets away in both this and the amazing one. The lizard doesn't actually kill the guy. So, oh yeah. What does that tell you? American Psycho always wins. Uh, <laughs> Harry is in extreme pain and looks up to see the the special armor from the hard drive video. Just opens for him. Yeah, he just he just crawls towards it and green lights flash and it gets in and it's like, oh shit, man, you're fucked up. And then and it, and it dyes his hair like he's blonde yeah. now. Maybe that was the go- maybe that was from the goblin. Uh, juice. Yeah, the, the goblin juice was what yeah. dyed his hair, but it's like, wow. Well, uh, I'll 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 bring it up when the movie gets to like a clear shot when he like there's the first establishing yeah. shot of him as the goblin later. But I'll 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 wait to bring up what I was gonna bring. <laughs> of up. course. Uh, we 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 get a shot of Gwen, uh, caught in bridge traffic on the way to the airport. Her taxi driver uh sees that Spider Man has webbed a love note on the bridge that draws Gwen out of the cab. He scoops her up and they uh, they kind of he carries her off to talk for a while and he's proclaims her his love for her again. And they have the, the quote unquote movie love talk, which I hate. I, I love I love the taxi driver because he's like, hey, what are you? I'm sitting here in traffic. Eh. Hey, <laughs> such a well, dumb he, character. He somebody that I don't know. The, the, he, there's, there's that one shot where. Uh, Gwen, Gwen at one point like when she sees the note and she has that like tearful reaction she goes stop the car like, lady I'm in traffic right now I fucking love that it's great yeah it, it's something um, as they're having their, their love talk he, he says oh, I'm gonna go to England to be with you which like is just gonna be spider UK how, how are they even gonna be able to explain this like oh spider-man's in England now just like Peter haha uh, we don't have time to think about it, though, because the second that happens, Electro, his power can't be contained, you see. And he uh, he takes down the city's power grid, enveloping New York in pitch black darkness and severely complicating the air traffic. Um, Gwen says that there is a reset switch at the plant, but if Electro fries that, the city will never get the power back up. Uh, she also figures out that Peter can electro proof his web shooters by magnetizing them uh, at, instead of just 
dumping electricity into them like he seemed to want to be doing over and over and over in his shed or whatever. Uh, they they acquire some jumper cables from a squad car and uh, magnetize the shit real quick. And on his way out, Peter webs Gwen's hand to the car for safety. Um, quick little fun fact about that scene. I normally have, you know, tons of trivia. I don't have a lot for this one. She she goes, Peter, at him and covers her mouth. Total accident. Uh, she was supposed to say Spider-Man or something. And uh, That's she funny. said, Peter, That's good. they decided I, to keep that. I, I had a thought about that while I was watching that scene. I was like, that, that seemed like a genuine reaction. Like a genuine yeah. goof. Like, that? One of the yeah. very... One of the shining little glimmers in this this turgid just, just, just to be like, this movie could have been good. I mean, it probably couldn't have been, but <laughs> it, it could have been, been good. All right, <laughs> it, 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 it's those it's those little glimmers that make a man dream. <laughs> Electro is now like a living field of electricity that is dwarfing whole city blocks. Um, Electro, you know, he turns into he's a big face on a building. So suddenly, it turns into like the electric mummy. Oh my god! Yeah, he's just like a face that travels. I love that he's like God in this movie, but in the he's, comic, the... he's got like a weed leaf shaped head and fucking this garish costume. So and... <laughs> oh my god! He's his power can't be contained. That's all you can really. I like, I like the idea. I've seen this in like comics and stuff, but I like the idea of Electro just being like a little shithead. Like he has like all this, like super powerful electricity abilities, but he just like does really dumb shit with it. Yeah, I'm gonna rob the bank. I think that's. I always think that's really funny. But they just like no, we're gonna make him a giant monster man. <laughs> uh, he he challenges Spider Man to settle their score. This this is not how I would have phrased it. The synopsis says. Settler scores setting off a dazzling sequence of Spidey jumping around Electro, <laughs> grabbing his webbing like a maniac. A dazzling so, sequence. So dazzling. I well, I, I didn't mention it, but I think the effects in this movie are they're all right. Decidedly, nice. decidedly uh, better. It's it's one. It's way to digital. Who did uh, the effects oh, for all Weta? the, what the fuck? movies? I didn't know that. Yeah. I buy that. They also spent a lot of money on it. Is the thing. Yeah. Yes, I also do like when Peter when he like scrambles up the web like that. That's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I like when they I like when they do interesting things with the webs. Uh, the flight that Gwen missed is uh, getting pretty desperate for contact with Grant. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot. I completely oh, yeah. forgot about the plane subplot and the Aunt May in the hospital subplot. Yep. Victor's uh, <laughs> field is uh, like affecting instruments are all around the city, so all the flights trying to take off and trying to land are all you know fucked up. There was two uh, planes that are gonna fly right into each other. Yeah. yeah here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that struck me about that scene because this is specifically on two planes in that area that are about to collide, but New York City has both LaGuardia and JFK. There is. That that should be happening like in multiple situations. <laughs> there should be planes like about to collide with one another like seven times over. Yeah, well, like <laughs> here's one of them, but the other six didn't make it. I think the better idea is just to not have this dumbass plot subplot, this yeah. micro subplot yeah, well, movie at all. I agree. That's the obvious solution. And then like May but, in the hospital where like the lights shut off and just like I don't know, I'll go help out. And then it's all it's literally only in like two five second scenes. What yeah. is the purpose yeah. of it? 
it's the only struggle. Well, as previously stated, Electra's power cannot be Electra's power so, cannot be know. contained. Just try. Just fucking try. Uh, <laughs> Spidey, Go ahead. Spidey try tries. It. To, I'd like to see you try. Spider-Man tries to short circuit Electro, uh, but he's grown too powerful. They they trade punches and Electro literally spits electricity onto <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> stupid. Can you play the soundbite of that if you're able to? I will. Uh, thankfully, Gwen's uh, magnetizing trick works, allowing Peter to toss Electro into the power grid and uh, breathe for a minute. Um, Electro comes back in like literally just seconds later because all he did was get thrown and uh, starts beating the shit out of Peter again. Uh, as he bounces between the grid towers, he's casting all kinds of bolts at him like a fucked up wizard. Is this where the itsy bitsy spider thing is? Yes, yes, yes. it is. Oh my god! Ha ha! Isn't it funny? Like, I hate this song. <laughs> that could that joke could be funny if it like didn't make me want to claw my eyes out. It's funny as a comic bubble. It's not funny in a movie. No, they're two different the, things. The thing that makes it even the thing that makes it even harder to swallow is that they did this joke, but better in the very first yeah. Raimi movie. Yeah, they did it. They did it better by virtue of just having Willem Dafoe say it like a fucking crazy person. Absolutely. There you go. I don't even think of that scene when I see this scene. There, it's that disconnected. It's, it's the same song, yeah. but it, it's it's like it's such low hanging fruit. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spider Man is is losing pretty bad he's he's just kind of on the ropes until gwen runs over electro with a cup <laughs> with a car that's oh my god does. uh she insists on staying until they work out a plan to defeat electro because she's gwen and she's smart and she's smart gwen uh, i designed the power grid i know what i'm doing <laughs> uh... everyone in this movie is just like that um Spider-Man. No, no. The the thing that stood out to me in in watching that, uh, where where she's like, almost like sub subtextually like telling Peter like, it's my choice. I'm the one who chose to come here, and it's like she's already like shifting, alleviating alleviating himself, him Peter of the guilt. Exactly, like preemptively, just like it's not your fault, Peter. It's my decision. I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm gonna die. (laughs) <laughs> you always have to live and you live life once and you always live it <laughs> live, live the ballest life what would you like to do live the ballest life you only live once peter you alone it's just like hey hot dog you know what I'm, hey, you got hey, hey, like a briefcase full of junk give me a 99 cent <laughs> slice over here oh my god uh this movie sucks. Yeah. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there's another impressive fight sequence uh, after Spider-Man decides to distract him and Gwen will go to reset the system. Uh, you know, cool Spider-Sense sequence. It's always nice to see that remembered and utilized. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man ends up creating a web to channel Electro's like. Uh, energy and uh, gives Gwen the flip the the cue to flip the switch. Uh, the blast restores the city's power and seemingly destroys Electro. Yeah, he uh, just get, they, Electro is just fucking dead. They fucking yeah. obliterate him. <laughs> explodes. He's just exploded. It's he fine. explodes. They explode. Well, he I, just murders Electro in this movie. <laughs> so 
much electricity. Well, it's been previously stated multiple times that Electro's power cannot be contained. <laughs> so what do you do with power that can't power be contained? It can't be created you have to You have to eliminate that power. You have to overload the power. And yeah. that, that's, that's it for Max Dillon. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't grow. He just has a psychotic breakdown, and that's it. Yeah, just, 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 just throw it on another pile of shit this movie does that's really dumb. They, just, let's, they, let's have Peter murder the bad guy. They can't all be, they can't all be Alfred Molina's, and, and they can't all be Thomas Hayden Church's, but they're going to try. Um, so Electro is dead. Uh, their stored power makes the plane collision not happen, and everything seems fine. Uh, and the, and the oh. hospital is powered. Oh, thank God! Yeah. Oh, Aunt May's fine. Yay! God, we were so worried. Um, and the movie's over. Good night, everybody. I feel, I feel like I, I. This movie has given me the flu. I feel ill. <laughs> oh, you'll feel a lot better when you hear Dane DeHaan fly in on a glider and go, "Ha ha ha!" Oh my God! I forgot he does that laugh. He, yeah. he, does, he does a green goblin laugh. Oh, yeah. And All right. He, he flies I, in. Let's he, talk about this costume. What? Let's, what let's talk about costume? this. I have, I, it looks like Master Chief with no helmet from neck to foot, and he looks like he's riding a Dark Souls weapon. He looks like a crackhead with the costume that uh, the girl is wearing in Spy Kids 3 with a claw hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, this, is, this is where I have the note that I wanted to bring up, because I only wrote one note for this entire introductory scene. The Green Goblin appears on screen. I wrote, Dane DeHaan has Mo Sislak disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He does. Dane DeHaan looks like Mo. He does. He does. He he looks he looks like uh Dennis Reynolds on Always Sunny when he's like in the middle of a like a like a screaming match or something. He looks he looks ill. Oh like, my god! Not, like not I have goblin disease. Ill. He looks like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's awful. It's yeah, this is <laughs> this is a joke that I'm gonna steal from uh, Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Did a really good video on these movies. Uh, but like <laughs> an observation. I mean, not a joke. Uh, like he looks at Harry. Like he looks at Peter, then he turns and he looks at Gwen, and then he's like, "Oh, maybe I don't look as cool as I think I did." <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh they can right. tell he looks like he's freak. He looks like he's got like the same disease that the penguin had in that one Tim Burton <laughs> Batman Returns. He he really does look like Gollum. He, he looks, looks like, like Gollum. He, he's just got ichthyosis. Real. He's got cobblepot mouth. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Gollum when he's like in between becoming he, like yeah, he's in between from Smeagol to Gollum. He's like in that That's weird in between really phase. That's what he looks like. Gollum injected him. What if he just pulled out a fish and bit into it? <laughs> Check this out, Spider Man. God. Um, Harry decides uh, once he figures out that Peter is Spider Man. He decides to hurt Peter by harming Gwen. He says, uh, he picks her up in his glider and flies off. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to that. mention the costume. The costume isn't even green. No, he's not a green goblin. He's like the gray <laughs> goblin. The gray goblin. He uh, they do the really obvious joke of him saying, "Put her down," and he goes, "Okay," and drops her. Uh, and the the that's not where she dies though. They they do like a fake no. out from there. Uh, Peter jumps to save her, and then they drop a pumpkin bomb down there, and it explodes. The one the time we see a pumpkin bomb. The dice roll is low, and it doesn't kill them. It just fucks up the, the clock tower. There's a really fast Oh my god, fight. something just occurred to me. What? What's that? 
this movie begins with gears this movie ends with gears. yeah that, that's what it's for that's why it opens like that god gears of war damn it the gears of war. Uh, this movie sucks this movie Wait. sucks Gwen oh. and peter webs her and uh stops her descent uh harry jumps on him and pins him to a <laughs> he's like yeah, i'm gonna fucking kill you the mechanism <laughs> moves and cuts the web and drops gwen again um the wheel you know this is all so fucking it's, it, it all it happens it happens so quickly the peter and goblin it, fight is so fast quickly, but the same yes. thing happens like three times where she falls and you're like this is it and it doesn't happen and like, she the, falls like, they, like, they, yeah. like like they kill electro and then they're like the writers are like writing this like all right yeah and then we transition and they're like oh shit we forgot about harry and we got to kill gwen too so they write yeah. this like really fast scene and even then like it's, I, I totally get that and i i disagree that it I, I agree with you and i agree that it should not have been written this way but also i'm looking at this one paragraph and in one paragraph it goes dropping her from his glider and then just a few words later gwen falls and then just a few more words later gwen falls again and it's like that's all that's all the movie is gwen falls again oh my god it's, the the writers forgot to combine the emotional climax of the movie with the action climax of the movie so you have one happen before the other you've already had the um, action climax happen in the movie with now electro need, that whole fight climax. yeah it's like they just forgot to add it into that scene so they just tacked it on to the end well the thing happens uh the clock damage takes out harry and peter does some spider-man ducking and weaving through the wreckage to save gwen oh uh, shoots the uh, web and it looks like a hand fuck you yeah that that, that was, really pissed that me really off. took me out of the moment fuck that, you that really stupid <laughs> um the impact it, it's it's a combination of it being a little too late but it also like it does grab it's the, her yeah, it's the it's the, it's the, whiplash, her head yeah. the ground uh it, it's a good mimic of the comic yeah, a lot of it is like panel recreation but the whole thing is different and it's weird yeah i just um, don't feel anything i just feel yeah no emotionless I, yeah, oh, no. I, I i made me remember the comic version and made me sad and made me remember spider-man blue which made me really sad Maybe but, remember Spider-Man Blue, they do it really well in Marvels. Like, but, those scenes are really good. It's like, oh yeah, this is a really emotional scene, but when you watch this movie, you don't feel anything. Absolutely oh, not. Yeah. You you just sat through two movies of these two characters interacting. By this point, you should feel something at this point. And you are just emotionless. Uh, yes, Gwen Stacy is dead. Uh, it, it happened. The The thing. Uh, Peter holds the body for a while and does some some serious acting, some some stay with me. Some, uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I it's don't care, better, but it's better than the. No. I, I've always thought the comic soliloquy he like says out loud is stupid after Gwen dies. It is kind of dumb, but that's I guess that's just because Stan Lee is a very theatrical guy. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, Lee didn't write that. Jerry Conway did. True. True. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember specifically what he says, but the image I pulled up is so. He's funny. like, "You killed the woman like, I love, like, Goblin." Like so. Yeah. Fun. My favorite, my favorite part is that Goblin calls him a romantic fool. It's so funny. <laughs> You're going. Shout, shout out to the big boy Jerry Conway. I think he was like 17 when he wrote that story, which is just a true really? boss move. Wow, he was wow. like a kid. Well, how about Good Lord. That? 
That, that is impressive. It has staying power, I guess. We we cut like directly to the funeral. We don't get his. There was a scene filmed of of Harry uh, Harry getting his ass beat by Spider Man post Gwen death, like him just beating the shit out of him. But uh, they they cut it because this movie was riding the PG thirteen line in a few too many places for their liking. I, an R rated cut of this would have been yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, sorry, he was Jerry Conway was t- like twenty or twenty one when he wrote uh, Night Gwen Stacy died. Still impressive, bizarre. Still impressive. We cut right to the funeral. Uh, Mrs. Stacy is now a widow, and also her uh, oldest child is dead. So Peter really has just fucked up this poor woman's life, and will never, will never dwell on her. No, <laughs> fuck no. Mrs. Stacy. I've always thought that you could tell a really interesting story with uh, Gwen's mom, uh, but they just never do anything with it ever. Well, write it, submit it to Marvel. <laughs> Make your money, Lex. Marvel, are you listening? Marvel, are you listening? Do something with Gwen's mom. That'd be really cool. I would like that. Coming next month, Spider Gwen's mom. <laughs> what if Gwen's, Gwen's mom's, mom's power cannot be spider. contained? <sighs> um, uh, Peter sits alone at her grave, and we get a montage of like months passing because months are passing. And like, I get that he's he's an emotional basket case, and his girlfriend died, but like, we just spent two full movies talking about how this is his responsibility and responsibility. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but responsibility he takes five fucking months off. Do you have any idea how pissed I would be if I got mugged in those five months and he just decided to come back because the rhino was around? I would, I would have been responsible for any and all money I lost in that mugging. Like Spider-Man, you owe me $40. Even so- when, even when Peter stops being Spider-Man in Spider-Man two, like, I don't think it's that long. Maybe a, no. maybe a month? Maybe a, That's exactly what I was thinking, is maybe a month. Enough time for the little neighbor boy to go, hey, Miss Parker, hey, Aunt May lady, where's Spider-Man at? What's he doing? What's up with yeah. that? And then when Peter goes on vacation in Far From Home, it's probably like two weeks, I guess. That seems, that's usually like how long those school trips last. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's not that bad. But like this, it's like he's gone for almost like half a year. It's like, what the fuck? How are there not more villains now? Yeah. Also, in like that five months, there isn't anybody that like put together like where's Spider-Man gone? Well, I mean, he beat Electro that one time and then he got attacked. Oh, and then that one lady died. Who was that one lady? Oh, that was Gwen Stacy. Yeah, his girlfriend. Who, who did Gwen Stacy had an emotional attachment to? <laughs> oh, Peter Parker. Oh, I think this guy might be Spider-Man. Hey Peter, are you Spider-Man? Hey now. Hey. <laughs> like knocking at the door. Hey Peter, are you Spider-Man? Hey, Peter, you've been I really weird Spider-Man. for five months. And also Spider-Man's been gone for five months. Yeah, Peter, the one guy who takes good pictures of Spider-Man for the bugle. I think he might be Spider-Man. <laughs> um so we we go from there to Ravencroft again, where Harry is now in a cell himself. And we get Mr. Scary Fedora. Yes, uh, the Fedora Man from the uh, post-credits of the last movie. Mr. Fierce, the Gentleman. I think his name is. Uh, Fears? Yeah, that's right. Gustav Fears. This yeah. is a plan, and that's it. And nothing happens, and nothing will happen, so don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it's In that scene, like when Gustav Fears goes into the cell, and Harry's like looking like normal again, he's just like, it comes and goes in waves. Yeah. That, to me... The the worst thing that a movie can do is like break your immersion, and the whole time he said that, I was just like, 
The only reason he doesn't look like the goblin right now is because they filmed this movie out of order. Yeah, just the earlier scene that they filmed. I, I, yeah, I 100% agree. And I, I, I make a note that Sony needs to stop ending these fucking standalone whatever movies with, oh, here's a guy in a prison cell, like what they did in Venom <laughs> with Carnage. Yeah, and and like the 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 Gustav the Shadow Man. I'm just gonna call him Shadow Man. Uh, Shadow Man. <laughs> Shadow Man literally only exists to just just be like, hey, he's he's like Sony, the physical version of Sony. He's like, we're gonna make a yeah. movie with Sinister Six. It's gonna be great. It's like it's fuck fun. hell. Is it though? <laughs> um, Spider Man is uh completely grief stricken, out of action. Uh, he's you know he's 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 fucked up about all this. Until, ba ba ba, we hear. Um, God, what happens? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> he li- he listens to a recording of Gwen's speech. Yes, which we is the, we end the movie exactly how we ended the first movie with. Peter I wrote Will. that down too. This is the they do the same. Listen to a recording of a dead person two movies like in a row. They, I forgot. <laughs> I legitimately feel like they forgot they wrote that into the first movie. And I wouldn't be surprised. And they just did it again. I you almost do it again. What happened? They just did it again. Um, and she's like spotting out, like, oh, life is what you make of it. You gotta live. You have responsibilities. With great power comes great life. 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 It's just... Oh, Gwen's not here to remind us about life anymore. Uh, uh, I want to know to stay alive. We are. We are at the finish line, my friends. Jesus uh, Christ! The Fucking death. The death march of this movie. Alexei Sietkovich is is busted out of prison, presumably by Oscorp goons uh, who gave him the rhino suit. And he's robbed a bank and is rampaging through the city and cutting through cop cars and laying to waste New York City. Uh, Science fair kid puts on a Spider-Man suit and runs away from his mom and stands before this man wielding like 50 caliber machine guns. Yeah, more fucking people gathering around to watch this dangerous criminal. More more people gathering around, including, for some reason, Shailene Woodley, who was supposed to appear uh-huh. as Mary Jane uh-huh. in the movie. She's there. Who's yeah. just you can see in the background of this one scene, and then she doesn't appear for the rest of the movie. Spider Man shows up, swings a manhole cover into the rhino's face, and that's it. Cut to black. That's the movie. Oh, Jesus. So <sighs> I'm so ready for these movies to be good again. Yeah, I'm no, just I'm frothing at the mouth. I'm waiting for these movies to be good again. We are on the cusp of of victory. <laughs> All uh, right, you guys are on the cusp of victory. I'm just here. I'm just here for one, and then I'm bouncing. <laughs>
<laughs> this, this is the one I showed up for. I, I I'm have, sorry. I'm sorry. I put you in this, but I had to have. We had to have somebody else to share the load with. Uh, it's okay. I'm happy to. All right. Is, I have some trivia. Not not a not a tremendous amount. Yeah, because this episode's also about to be three hours long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Emma Stone personally wrote Gwen's graduation speech, uh, which I know we talked about it feeling a little weird and stilted, but that's probably because Emma Stone's not a screenwriter. Um, you know what? Good for her. It's fine. It, it it's as good yeah. as it's as good as any of the other ad libs in this movie. It works. Um, Andrew Garfield's heel got ran over by a taxi at one point during production. Ouchie. Which, which I just thought, like, fucking, how did that not completely derail this? But it is what it is. Um, that's just a typical New York hazard. You just gotta watch out for taxis. Hey. <laughs> he'll learn there was going to be as we mentioned uh, a sinister six movie followed by an amazing spider-man three and four uh all all confirmed by sony at various points God. uh however uh due to a combination of marvel studios uh you know with the sony deal happening and a desire to fire andrew garfield they uh they they totally collapsed this whole thing yeah uh, so sony really treated andrew garfield like complete shit yeah, there, no, nobody won in that relationship. I'm I'm sorry yeah, to say. I, I I mean, I have I have my I have my hot gamer theories about the next Spider-Man movie. My the the big thing is that I don't think uh, Toby. I think Tom and Andrew are going to show up in the post credits as a tease for the next movie. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be in the the new movie for very long. Uh, no, but I I really do want andrew to have his moment of being in a good spider-man movie yeah yeah because he he really deserves it give him his hayden christensen arc that we want him to have he's such a great actor he He really got he he really got dealt the short end of the stick here yeah the short end of the stick you know what i'm saying (laughs) briefcase full of junk (laughs) uh this is the only spider-man movie as of yet to be uh filmed entirely in new york state and it is the largest movie ever filmed in New York City. Huh. The largest? Production-wise. At, at least at time of this trivia writing, which was anywhere up to six years ago. I don't know if they filmed any of, like, fucking Endgame or anything in, in New York. Uh, I, th- I think I probably, I think it was probably the largest one that was filmed entirely in New York. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's how that it's makes sense. Um... <clears throat> Uh, they announced the release date for this only a, a full 11 months before the release of the first one. So they were really banking on like rolling with this for a bit anyway. Uh, I don't know that I would have made that same prediction, but I'm not an executive. So who knows? Well, they, they, they really wanted to hurry up and like make their own like competing Marvel universe against like, you know, Marvel studios proper. Yeah. But the problem was they forgot to make good movies in the process. Yeah. So. But these movies, I'll, I'll actually I'll save that for later. That's fine. Um, both Dane DeHaan and James Franco, who have both played Harry Osborn, have also both played James Dean in uh, various biopic feature things. That's interesting. So there's something there. Not sure what, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, one thing I did have also, uh, I forgot this, but Dr. Kafka was a woman in the comics, but a man in the film. So uh, this truly is a dude's rock movie. Uh, they made one woman into a man and the other other woman dies. Dude's rock. <laughs> dude's rock. <laughs> I, I, I feel like women dying is antithetical to the dude's rock 
movement. <laughs> I, I, that sounds right. Hate, that seems correct. I, I feel like this is a movie that wants to be Dude's Rock, but is floundering in the process. I do have also a handful of other alternate... Uh, ha- uh, was it Harry's that I have here? I feel like I don't know. Oh, I didn't compile the facts. Harry's. I have an alternate Electro's here, is what I have. Uh, the only two of note that I have are Mads Mikkelsen was considered for Electro, as was uh, as was Damian Lewis from uh, Band of Brothers. He was in. If you remember. Him. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was also in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played Steve McQueen. Ah oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was considered for Electro as well as Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> I, d- I would know Mads Mikkelsen probably no, but Damian no. Lewis maybe. He would have been he would have amped yeah. it up and not in the right way, I think. Um, that's all the trivia I have specifically this time. Uh, on these ones that tend all to right. work, I can prune the <laughs> the stuff that isn't that interesting. Yeah. Other than the the biggest thing is probably the Mary Jane stuff, which we talked about. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Let's move on to the ratings and the rankings. Mm-hmm. Alex, what yeah. did you think about this movie? Well, I think this movie is I'm safe. I'm, I feel like I'm safe when I'm saying this movie is 90 to 95 percent stuff I did not care for. Um, no, it's just bad, bad meat on bad bones. With that. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> it's just a it's a badly made house. It's like if you asked me to build a house is what this is the cinematic equivalent of me building you a house. It's not good. It, it's no. it's it's crooked and it's stilted and some things look exactly the way they should look, but they don't feel the way they should feel. Um, it is the worst of everything we've watched so far. We are five movies in now, three Remy's, two amazings. Yes. This uh, is our fifth movie or sixth this episode. Is, this is the bottom for me. Uh, oh, yes, definitely. My, my descending, my descending ranking is, uh, I still consider two the best. Then Remy one, Remy three, Amazing, amazing too. Uh, this movie, I believe last week I gave uh, amazing. Did I give that a two point five? I think you just. I think you gave it a two point five or a two. I don't remember. I'm going to give the amazing just a a one out of five. Um, it, one star out of five. One star out of five. Jesus. One bag of popcorn, if you will. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's severely disappointing to me there there's so much potential in this movie and that's really why it gets this this low 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 score is that maybe with another villain uh maybe with another workaround of the script to maybe make harry even remotely interesting um there's it's just wasted potential layered like a seven layer dip of frowns all the way down it is just not quality. I I do not care for it. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching it again, maybe ever. Uh, there are a handful of fun moments, fun web slinging and wall crawling moments, uh, quips that elicited a laugh. Borderline nothing relationship wise that made me do anything except remember that the characters I was seeing portrayed were portrayed better in the comics and it made me want to read a comic. Uh, That's I I really don't think I have anything else I can say after three hours. Uh, There's there's not much else to say. What a fucking movie. What about you, Lex? 
Uh, yeah. Maybe not the worst thing I've ever seen. That's probably the Star Wars Holiday Special, because that's just complete junk. Uh, but it's certainly the most insulting. Atrocious on just about every level. Uh, bad characters, bad writing, sloppy editing, weird-ass music. It's just completely corporatized bullshit with not even an inkling of care put into the way any of it works. Uh, fuck this movie. Half star. Absolutely at the bottom of the ranking. Uh, you don't even need to figure that out. Matt, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, don't like it. Hate it. Hate its guts. W- wish it was gone. Um, that said, I don't resent this movie's existence. Um, I think there's potential in every facet of its production. I think the suit is the best suit that they've ever done. I don't think the actors were necessarily miscast, more just misused. Um, I don't think the dialogue they had really supported their, you know, typical actions, uh, at least in other films that I've seen with these same actors. Um, the direction is just kind of like all over the place. I feel like with this movie, um, it reads to me, uh, I think I brought this up before, like uh, earlier in the episode, like two hours ago, but um, it it's a movie that does all, all it can to take you out outside to make you think about the production so you're not even immersed in the film that's happening you're not focused on spider-man you're focusing on all of the surrounding like we sat here and talked for three hours solely about the production of this movie like everything that went wrong i feel like that is infinitely more interesting than the movie itself i feel like Mm. this movie is kind of weirdly cynical in a way because it watching this you don't think about you know spider-man is like a great hero and everything the only thing that crosses your mind is wow sony really dropped the ball on this one huh yeah this is -hmm. yeah this is a movie that makes me think of this is a movie about sony's desperation they're racing to catch up to what marvel is doing because by this point they've already done the avengers uh they're on a fucking roll right now uh this they're this just movie, they're, they're racing to catch up because they've got this great character but they just can't get anywhere with it yeah this movie came out a month after captain america the winter soldier jesus did it which was really god yes the the peak of the mcu fuck? in my opinion so the fact that they were still at this point trying to play catch up with a company that was already producing like pretty outstanding movies at this point in like their lineup. Uh, that shows to me that Sony did not have their eye on the ball. Um, when I, when I say I don't resent this movie's existence, um, I think that this movie was a necessary misstep. I think this was a learning experience for Sony. I think the fact that this movie exists helps, um, to kind of show where they were coming from with future iterations of Spider-Man. Yes. Um, doing those better. Um, so 
with all that said, even though I hate how this movie is structured and I hate what this movie is, I don't dislike it to a point where I can say, you know, this is one of the worst movies ever made because by virtue of its failure, it ended up being a great stepping stone for something even better to come down the line later. Very Um, well put. I still don't like it. Uh, If I had to give it a rating, I would say uh, 1.5 stars. All right. 1.5 stars out of 5. It is the lowest ranking Spider-Man, in my opinion. Definitely. All right. So. Thanks for bearing with us, brave listener. Yeah, this is uh, going to. This is I knew from the start. This was going to be the longest episode we've done. If you, uh, and if you if you've made it all the way through, I we we salute you here. You get the, you get the gold star patch. You get the Spidey Signals no prize. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to us at our email address, SpideySignalsPodcast at gmail dot com, or shoot us a DM on our Twitter at Spidey Signals. Next week. We're going to recap these two movies, and we're going to talk about Captain America Civil War with a special guest. We're doing a back-to-back guests because this is a competently run program. Uh, <laughs> they are a streamer. They're an artist. Uh, they're a very good friend of mine. Uh, they go by Fear Deer on the internet. But yeah, it's my friend King. So... Hell yeah, King. Hell yeah, King. Until then... Stay responsible. Bye. Later. Good night, folks. In the man, in the man, in the Spider-Man. Friendly neighbor, Spider-Man. In the man, in the man, in the Spider-Man. In the new world, ever a Spider-Man. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't name three more sex offenders. Oh, shit. <laughs>